you know, if uh, if the fantastic Mr. Fox had to be like a furry's sexual awakening, uh, then, you know, there's a chance that uh, they might be aroused by, a, you know, Mrs. Fox, who is voiced by Meryl Streep. Yeah, you know, meaning that any other movie that Meryl Streep that is, is in, wild. they might What's might the trigger worst case scenario immediately. Mama Mia, Mama I got Mia. you beat. Remember, it was a 2008 <laughs> Doubt where she played the nun. Oh, look at oh, you're watching <laughs> Doubt. It's like, What's happening? <laughs> I just mean it. <laughs> Things are getting a little out of hand. I, I, so I why am I so hot right now? Gosh, nuns. It, it, I, I can't. <laughs> Oh no! Oh, see, that opens up a whole other thing too. Well, that's, yeah, that's oof. The the the, the sacrilege <laughs> porn. That could be all kinds of this oof. stuff. Oof! Dang. <laughs> <laughs> but he's into symmetry. Oh, hey, we we do like a symmetrical fox. <laughs> right down the middle. <laughs> <laughs> you're not a furry. You're just different. <laughs> that's that's what I that's what I told my son when he told me he was a furry. No, I'm just kidding. I I told him I still love him. It's fine. <laughs> I can't even. I can't. Hold on, let me. <laughs> <laughs> <What was it? laughs> that was so good. I hated how good that was. Like, what are you doing? That's my thing. <laughs> uh, you know, I will say though, if you did pick Mrs. Fox as like the thing that kind of like you know, you were attracted to in this movie. At least it was like something normal. It wasn't like <laughs> Willem Dafoe's rat. Oof. I love, I love the rat character and I love Willem Dafoe, but like as a, uh, yeah. He just, go. Show- he just showed up and went off. He's like, that's yeah. all it. It's that's all he knows. Rat flirting with <laughs> what do you, what do you call her? He said, he said, isn't, wasn't your wife, the town, uh, town tart, <laughs> tart, town tart. Oh, yeah. he was, yep. he had to die. It's a village bicycle. <laughs> He said, "Look, we both live." <laughs> that's a uh, that's gonna be what I use next time somebody uh, tries to call me out. <laughs> like, look, I lived my life, all right. I was a town's heart. It's fine, okay. Jeez, <laughs> holier than thou, a sewer rat. Come on. Thank you for joining us today. If, if this is your first time with us, we're the secret group of brown kids. Who are the secret group of brown kids? It's a secret, but. You might be able to find us hopping a fence at Burke Squab Farm, not stealing squabs, but looking up what they actually are. And I'm your host, Tiff. And with us today, we have Tim, as usual. Uh, I don't have an AKA for you today, but Hi-o. you know. Uh, and we got, for the first time, Ren, another secret brown kid. <laughs> what? It's, uh, it's a mm-hmm. pleasure to make your secret uh, acquaintance. And today we are doing uh, 2009's Fantastic Mr. Fox, which is the first part of our Wes Anderson miniseries. Why are we doing a Wes Anderson miniseries? Uh, one, because that TikTok trend is really funny. And two, he has a new movie coming out this summer. So uh, let's go down the rabbit hole a little bit. Or the foxhole, I should say, right? Uh, it, was, it, was, it was right there. The foxhole. Mm. There you go. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I like yeah. it. No, uh, if you, no, uh, we got it. It's if you haven't seen the movie, it's on oh, yeah. HBO Max. I'm sorry, just Max. Which is, who's who's responsible? Anyway, just yeah, it's uh, just Max now. Look, that, it's that, the that service has had four names. <laughs> Every everything about Warner Brothers is a and mess. Then now, and anyway, HBO Max, yeah, and now just so Max. It's uh, it's streaming it's up there. They're now. playing the next uh, one. <laughs> you said they're playing the next name. <laughs> the next name is going mm-hmm. HBO Classic. 
Uh, but yeah, so go watch it up there if you haven't yet. It's uh, like 82 minutes. It's really great. Yep. Starring George Clooney, Meryl Streep, Jason Schwartzman, Bill Murray, Eric Chase Anderson, Michael Gambon, Willem Dafoe, and even Owen Wilson makes an appearance. Yeah, but you know, if you watch uh, Wes Anderson yep. movies, he usually has a, a lot of recurring folks. And Willem Dafoe and Owen Wilson, Will, uh, Owen Wilson <laughs> I mess up that. Wow. That's definitely uh, in his camp, right? Wow. Uh, since uh, Bottle Rocket, I believe. Yeah. Which Both, both brothers. First, first big movie. Yep. They, uh, they uh, Luke together, and right? Owen. Yeah, I think they were childhood friends All three friends of those guys? Oh, that makes more sense. Damn. I think I saw... Yeah, I had cool friends yeah, like, like that. Shit. All my friends I like, met recently. Uh, but I think I saw a picture <laughs> of like, at least Wes Anderson, Owen Wilson, like leaving some building after they got the funding or approval to do their first movie or whatever. Damn. Let's see. Yeah, unfortunately Owen Wilson's role was like super short in uh in this movie, but yeah, you know, it wasn't about the uh the coach. Yeah. yeah. Practic- uh, like practically Yeah. Uh same thing with Willem Wait, Dafoe. Bill, well, who's Bill Murray? Bill Murray's a badger, I believe. Yes. He's not a major role, but they they're gonna find a way into the movies, right? Yeah. Yeah, you got you gotta get him in somehow. Um I don't know. Like all in all, uh what were you guys' impressions of the movie? I think I went into it thinking, well, this is going to be somewhat different. They'll do something different with it. I was absolutely wrong. They <sighs> they drove straight down the middle of the movie and did all of the Wes Anderson tropes. And uh, it came off good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well executed. Uh, is this your first time seeing it? Yeah. Uh, okay. Excellent. I, 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 not, to, not to sound like ridiculous, so I was telling Tefran, I have a copy of the... Um, the t- Tannenbaums. Yep. And for for some reason, at a point in my life, I was like, "Well, that's a really good movie. I'm glad he did it. There's no way this guy's going to get away with anything <laughs> like this again." I, just, <laughs> I occasionally see him come out with a new movie, and I go, "Oh shit, he's still making movies." Because I'm a dumb person. I don't know. I, and I have seen subsequent ones, but I always just kind of like I'm always surprised when another one comes out. I don't know why I'm that person. He's successful. He does a great job. But I just thought, it's I, for so some different. reason in my head, Tannenbaum's was where it peaked, and it just wasn't going to keep going. <laughs> I don't know. It is different. It's still, you know, he's, he's got a unique style uh, to the point where anytime someone makes a quirky offbeat movie, they compare it to him automatically as if he was the first one. Maybe he was. I don't know. But like, oh, yeah. like I... I'm a fan of Napoleon Dynamite, and then I found out that film folks hate Napoleon Dynamite. And yeah. I was like, why do they hate Napoleon Dynamite? And they were like, oh, he's just ripping off Wes Anderson. And I was like, oh, well, there it is. Just really Look, not I mean, but like I said, anytime they make a corporate movie, yeah. oh, well, he's just trying to be Wes Anderson. So He would have done that movie completely but different. to Wes Anderson's credit, so I, I, me I too, reject but to his credit, like, if people, it's like, you know, people calling tissues Kleenex. Like <laughs> Kleenex is the brand. So if you, yeah. Yeah. Like he, Oh, it's he, branding he did issue. It like Q-tips. so well, or it landed so well that now he, he is that like, mm-hmm. Oh, you want to make a quirky offbeat movie or you making a Wes Anderson movie like now for better, or for worse. Yeah. It's like a curse of success. I'd like a, <laughs> I'd like a canned pork loaf. You what? <laughs> That's spam, son. You want spam. Yeah. <laughs> My son did the same thing. He's like, "Hey, is that spam?" I'm like, "It's like potted meat, but it's not spam. It's like it's spam." It's like, "No, it doesn't say spam. We can't, dude. Yes. You don't understand. It doesn't say Wes Anderson film. Okay, like it's not the yeah. same thing." <laughs> That's kind of what it is, or what I 
realize some people treat it as, right? But yeah, it's a, I, I've, mm-hmm. I liked it the first time I saw it. I don't remember when I saw it. Sometime within the last 10 years. But I remember liking it. Go ahead. So uh, uh, I will say that when y'all asked me to talk about this, I was pretty pumped. So I loved the Royal Tenenbaums when I watched it. Brought on DVD, watched the commentary, da-da-da, uh, talked my wife into naming our first two sons uh, <laughs> after Ben Stiller's sons. Oh, dude. Do you have no. the Adidas jumpsuits? You never, you never no, we don't. Last episode it, callback. Um, also, they don't have curly hair, and we're not Jewish. You gotta get at least uh, one family picture. Yeah. They, they have to at least wear them at least one picture together. At yeah. least them two together uh, in the red jumpsuit. So people are like, why do you do that? Uh, it's, it's an inside great. joke. Uh, so, so yeah, one, we have, one or two people that get it are immediately in the family. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we got Uzi and Ari. They're like twelve and seven. So I'm yeah. like, yep. I I just I like Wes Anderson movies, but with that said, I have not watched a bunch of the more recent ones. Mm. Uh, probably because I have a lot of people in certain circles telling me to watch it, and I have this thing where I just like immediately hear something. Someone's telling me like, no, I'll get I'll get to it in a minute. Uh, Are you the, this? I'm however, the I've opposite seen. guy. Maybe, maybe. Would you consider yourself a contrarian? Uh, no. Because okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just one of those things where like, I'm worried that other people's opinions are going to uh, inflate my expectations about I how it's supposed understand. to go. So yeah, like with this, with Fantastic Master Fox, I got to see that in kind of a vacuum and make my own decisions about it and not worry about reviews or uh i call it the opinions. batman begins effect because i saw it saw batman begins all after the fact and it was like a year later yep for a year all i heard was how amazing this movie was and i finally saw it and i can recognize that this is a good movie this is a good movie in fact i, I would say i even enjoyed it but there, it was impossible for it to live up to all the hype mm-hmm. and it, it's nothing against the movie it's just you you heard good things about it for a year and you finally get to it and it just, it, it, it can't get there. I don't feel uh, like it lived up to the hype that Batman 89 had. Batman uh-oh. 89 was, it was everywhere. It was One day we just have a Batman fight. It was just good. And Begins isn't bad, but there's something about 89 that's like, yo. Was Begins with Robert Pattinson? No, or, that's a that's, that's the, the Batman. Batman. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Begins is the first Bale one. Yeah. Oh, wow. Before okay. he adopted yeah. the with, gravel voice. Got it. Got it. Got it. It's Ra's al Ghul. I mean, the one that set the precedent for every other Batman subsequently to come out after, where everybody has to be like dark oh, and gritty and yeah, yeah, smoke like five packs of cigarettes. The whole Nolan trilogy did. Yeah. Hmm. It's like so, Nolan sat in the director's chair and he said, just, let's think about this for a second. I need everybody's voice to be just a little bit off from what it needs to be. It's like everybody gargles some this? But it wasn't even just a, wasn't Batman. Like DC, you know, because Warner Brothers knows everything and they make good decisions. Uh, decided because of the success of the Nolan Batmans, all DC comic book movies got to be dark and gritty. And, How are you going to make a gritty Superman? He's the most positive look, person yeah. ever. He's up here like, uh, I've got pain. I've got trauma. You have got trauma. You're Superman. Uh, Superman, <laughs> Superman is like skipping on clouds and like, you know, picking flowers and stuff like people calling him slurs in school. And he's like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. You feel that way. <laughs> All shucks, guys. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, the I, I'm a fan. I haven't the only I haven't seen Bottle Rocket, and I haven't seen what was his last movie, The French Dispatch. It's actually I think on my DVR. I can't remember. Uh, I don't think I've seen French Dispatch. Um, it's uh, my it's brain on, just like, my brain two just two or three streaming services. I it know just that. my brain just farted completely. The hotel one. That's Grand Budapest. Yeah, Grand Budapest Hotel. Hotel, Yeah, great. That and that's going to be our next episode. By the way, that was Uh, oh nice. That's a good movie. And uh, Moonlight Kingdom. I didn't love Moonlight Kingdom. I do owe it a rewatch. Yeah, same. That's that's our next next episode. All right. (laughs) (laughs) And get into that uh, Wes Anderson soundtrack. Oh, um. Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Yeah, super yeah. good. Yeah. They had a uh, Sue George do all those. I think uh, that was my first, my first Wes Anderson. That's, it, a, that's a great place to, place to start. start. Yeah, Mur- Murray doing his Murray thing. Yeah, yeah. You had everybody front facing. You had Willem Dafoe. Yeah, Bill Murray, uh, Angelica Houston. Yeah, there there did not seem to be like cameos in that. Everybody mm-hmm. had like a character. Mm. He really played. They everything was to the strengths in that one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to at some point make a list, not this episode, but probably by the last miniseries episode, make a list and see where all the, the movies rank compared to each other uh, for people in general. Because mm-hmm. this one has a critic score 93 and an audience score 85 on Rotten Tomatoes, which is it's pretty still good. pretty high for both. Yeah. One thing, though, his movies don't make a whole lot of money, but, you know, they they get such critical, you know, claim that he, he gets a... You know, he could do whatever he wants, basically. He'll always get another movie. I just wonder I, if that means there's just like a, a clutch of just very committed people. Like they don't apply probably. well to everybody, but the people they do apply to are really into it. I would say a year ago, if you walked up to a random person on the street and be like, Hey man, what's your favorite Wes Anderson movie? Like they the average person might not know or might not care. Mm-hmm. But this TikTok uh <laughs> you know, TikTok changes the yeah, world. Dude. So I, I can't really I can't gauge that now. Yeah, I see a lot the of those. Thing uh, I love about it is like the people that are doing it. Yep. Or at least in my feed, it's not people you'd expect to be watching the movies. As in, they're not just. I actually rarely see white people doing the trend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, that's what it's like, kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> the local comic book shop uh, did one, and I loved it. Is there uh, Memory Lane Comics? They did one, and I was like, "All right, dude, good stuff. that's so cool." And you can tell who's just copy the trend versus who actually really loves the yes, movies. That's what I'm about. Adding new, uh, they'll do new tropes mm-hmm. that the other ones haven't done yet. Yeah, it's pretty neat. I think it's like a, a certain nuance to it as well. Uh, the ones that don't do it as well are just kind of like, oh, I'll put a title card in there. It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. It's like it's like framing and like cinematography yeah, and like, colors and the, the zoom in and it like just yeah. things. Yeah. What's the pan yeah. like straight in? <laughs> just like shh. Someone walking it. to center and stopping and yeah. inspecting something and then kind of turning and looking around. Yeah, Tim, yeah. like like how symmetrical is this shot? Mm-hmm. Nope, not enough. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so if you haven't seen the movie, it, it's about, uh, it's a claymation, stop motion, claymation? Clay- stop motion. Stop motion. What's the difference? Uh, claymation just seems like a, a word you just kind of use for stop motion. But okay. just because it is stop motion doesn't necessarily mean it's done with clay. The big I difference guess. is the claymation. Those are not 
fully articulated objects. They are made of some sort of clay or substrate, mm. whereas stop motion is usually a like fully arm- articulated armature, armature or something underneath. Yeah. Gotcha. So like, like Coraline versus Wallace and Gromit? Yes. Okay. I yeah. think Wallace and Gromit is clay with armatures, though. Uh, okay. Like maybe Gumby? Gumby. Okay. Gumby might be you. super hard okay. claymation. California Raisins. Ah, uh, thank you. So uh, the other thing that I really okay. love, stop motion. I've made my kids watch every single stop motion movie that I can find, just about. So um, What's being on this. Have you, you probably have seen the uh, Will Vinton Christmas special? Yes. Long oh time ago. Was that God. the was that the one with the California Raisins? California Raisins. I had that on VHS. Best, it has the best version of of uh of uh We Three Kings ever mm-hmm. produced. It's uh so good. We taped it off the TV. I'm that old to say that. It's so good. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um it's a shame that you can't really find that anywhere. Mm-hmm. But even still more recently, you have a uh, Mad God. It just came out, uh, and it took like thirty years for one person. I, I to didn't make. know that was <gasps> what. I, stop, I, I, I heard about my maga, but I didn't know it was stop motion. And I didn't know that it took thirty. What? Yeah, I can't remember the director's name off the top of my head. I think it's a Philip. Something's gonna drive me nuts. I'll look it up later. But uh, I believe it's on Shutter. Uh, not like very little voice acting or anything. A huge trip to watch. I I owe that another rewatch as well. So. Okay, I think my wife might have Shudder because uh, oh, yeah. she was on the podcast of, on a, the, the It Follows episode. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> her she has a, a a horror movie podcast with a friend, so that makes sense. I think I follow and them on the TikTok. Oh, on the TikTok. On the TikTok. She's, she's, she appreciates that. I think she's upstairs making a TikTok right now. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Phil Tippett was the uh, director for Mad God. Okay. I'm gonna look um, that up. Uh, really neat, really kind of hard to watch in some parts, uh, but totally, totally worth it if you got like an hour and a half, and the kids aren't around to get traumatized. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. So let's get into the movie. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, it is, or if you don't know anything about it, it's a it's a clear, uh, stop sorry, stop motion movie about a fox family uh, or Mr. Fox and his family, and Mr. Fox is. He used to be a chicken thief, but he stopped when uh, he was starting a family. But then they move into a new spot that's next to a chicken farm, a duck farm, and a turkey and apple cider farm. And old habits uh, <laughs> come yeah. back, right? And hilarity ensues. So if you don't want any spoilers or anything like that, go ahead and go watch it on Not HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because we're going to spoil the movie moving forward. All right. Uh, film starts out with Mr. Fox and his wife, Felicity, attempting to slip into Burke's squab farm to steal squabs. Did y'all know what squabs were before this movie? Pigeons. Uh, Pigeons. Okay. I, I knew of them because uh, I watch a lot of cooking shows. Look, and they're I constantly believe... talking about it. Yeah, you got to spatchcock that squab. You know? <laughs> okay, you gotta, that's fair. You want to cook it normally, you got to spatchcock that sucker. That And Tim just be knowing food uh, that don't nobody like, know about i like so. food though yeah <laughs> like he taught me what an endive was oh yeah okay it's a eggplant emoji right oh wait did i get that right uh i can't endive, remember endive is related it's it's like a lettuce and uh oh see so, yeah. 
uh, I feel like there. I feel like I've thought of what you might mean by eggplant, but it, it popped out because I, I'm having a beer. It's, oh. it's, <laughs> well, the picture you sent me was like oval shaped. Yeah, I mean, it could have been a good substitute for uh, the uh, oh, aubergine. Aubergine. I just looked it up. <laughs> Not even close. I don't know what that is. All right. It's just, it's just the it's the word that everyone else besides America uses for eggplant. Oh, okay. All right. Well, <laughs> shout out the squabs. Uh, <laughs> and aubergine. <laughs> and aubergine and endives. All right. We're going to make a uh, meal. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, welcome to Seeker Group uh, Brand Kids uh, talks about food now. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have it outside of the, uh, the, 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 uh, we're going to be at the con cooking. Yeah. We'll pop up shop. Welcome to our panel. Soon. <laughs> Would you like some squab? <laughs> yeah, I got a buddy who did a, a cooking panel at a, at BlurredCon. Oh, damn. Uh, That's, food, hell yeah. Shout out to uh, But yeah. It's for Food Wars. So, <laughs> that's that's the cosplay he was wearing while doing it. That's, that's cool. Uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's cool. But yeah, so uh, b- before they head in, Felicity shows uh, slight apprehension about going in, but Mr. Fox tells her he's been stealing birds for a living since before, she, uh, before he could trot. And then on their way in, Mr. Fox sees what he thinks is a, a, a fox trap. Or on, on their way out, they got yeah. they already got the squabs. Uh, he sees what he thinks is a fox trap, and instead of just leaving it, he decides to pull on it. And he sets off the trap, and they both get trapped. And Mrs. Fox tells him, you know, I'm pregnant. Just like, real matter-of-factly. And the if they're still alive tomorrow, she wants him to find another line of work. And he agrees. I hate when that happens. <laughs> Life or death situation. Hey, look. Yeah. Hey, look. I'm just trying to prove that I'm right, you know, and trigger a trap that I know is a trap already. And then my wife has to drop on me. She's pregnant and it changed everything now. What a trope. <laughs> Mr. Fox is like, how am I supposed to live with no squabs? <laughs> um, I, I do like how this basically sets up exactly how the viewer is supposed to see Mr. Fox because he's constantly constantly yeah. just doing what he wants up. yeah you know and he does he doesn't think things through no. Like, no so he has like well the whole idea is usually shit like he shouldn't be doing idea in the first place but like he'll all he thinks about is like the first step and never the repercussions yeah uh but yeah so that's like clever but not clever mm-hmm. enough to finish mm-hmm. out oh the, yeah clever as a fox <laughs> you know uh, uh, uh. Mm-hmm. Nice, well done. Uh, but he's he's like the most short-sighted, successful person you could think of. It's oh. like somebody who constantly fails upward. Look, that it's a thing though. I can't explain it with science, but the the best thing I got is someone once told me that God looks out for fools and babies, and <laughs> there there are just people who just always land on their feet no matter what, and you just think they're they're going to fail, and then they end up getting a job better than yours, and you're like, what happened? Uh, yeah, that's that's why the movie is the fantastic Mr. Fox and not yeah. look at this asshole constantly <laughs> driving his community into the ground. Look at this guy who died in Good the job, first two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he, got, he pulled the trap and he got trapped and that was the, that, that's the trap. Movie. Roll credits. Then, right? I, I, I will say that his success largely feels like it's uh, it's provided by the fact that his enemies are incompetent and yeah. his community is supportive. Because if you didn't have that, way to look at that. Yeah, I, I mean, 
all the plans would be for not if he couldn't rely on other people to that be one thing or the other. The folks I know who always land on their feet, that I mean that kind of checks out. <laughs> they got a lot of support. I mean, there's probably someone that would be like, but Tiff, you're the one who always lands on your feet. Um, that's another conversation. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, two years later or two years yeah, two years later, which is twelve Foxy years. <laughs> Uh, they do that a couple more times in the movie. Yeah, uh, it's kind of good. We see that Mr. Fox writes down a, uh, writes for a, a column for a newspaper now, and now they have a son named Ash. Uh, they currently live in a foxhole, uh, well, in a hole. It's a foxhole, and Mr. Fox doesn't want to spend the rest of his life living in the hole. And Mrs. Fox tells him they live there because they're poor, <laughs> but they're happy, so it's not a big deal. And she also says, but foxes also live in holes for a reason. And then they tell their, their son, Ash, that his cousin, Christofferson, <laughs> is coming. I'm sorry, I always laugh every time they, I don't know, like they don't just say Chris, they have to say the whole name. Anyway, yeah. Christofferson uh, is coming to visit and he'll be bunking with Ash in his room. And the next scene we see uh, Mr. Fox check out a new house that's a tree mm-hmm. uh, that's on the market because he doesn't want to live in that, that foxhole anymore. And... He consults his lawyer, Clive Badger. <laughs> Love Badger. Uh, who played Badger? That was, that was Bill Murray? That's, that's Bill Murray, I believe, right. yeah. yeah. Are you cussing? Yeah. You cussing with me? Oh, yeah. Are you cussing <laughs> with me right now? The so Badger good. tells Dude, him not to uh, not to do it. It's a bad idea. Yeah. Because he's like, you know, you're borrowing at a at a stupid rate, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Um, it was high. Plus, you're, you're really, you're close to uh, those farmers. You, it's a bad neighborhood. Like for foxes, you don't want to be up there. And basically, Mr. Fox is like, I'm gonna do whatever I want to like, do. He's like, and Don't you know who Badger's I am, like, bitch? I am I'm fantastic, Mr. Fox. I do what I want. I've badgers like cuss did you say to me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I um, do love that there is no profanity in this whole movie. It's just all supplanted by the word cuss. It could be literally yeah, any word. No matter what the word any expletive. He's just cuss. Yeah. <laughs> what the cuss? I caught myself uh, doing it already. I dropped, <laughs> I dropped something in the kitchen and turned around. Ah, cuss. And then I started <laughs> whistling and snapping my fingers. I don't know what happened. I, did I just, I didn't even try to whistle. I, I made the sound. I hooted. <laughs> I can't, I can only whistle when I'm not trying to laugh. And uh, like I'm, my face is just permanently stuck with the smile because we've been laughing so much. This is so uh, good. But yeah, I'm not even going to try to do that anymore i think i subconsciously try to do it and i just i made the hoo-hoos yeah. <laughs> actually whistling. wait that's an owl wait <laughs> so. um i i do yeah. think it's pretty funny that it seems like their their son ash i think uh mm. yeah. spits instead of saying cuss it feels like oh i didn't i didn't even catch it. i knew i realized he's he spat but i didn't realize i don't think he says he cuss spat. once I don't, I don't think he says cuss once in the movie, but I think his reaction yeah, he, every time yeah, to hearing he something mad. he doesn't like is just spits. spits. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that at work. I remember when I was in like third grade or whatever, I had a friend, uh, went over to his house and like, it was, it was him and his brother and they lived with their dad. So no woman in sight. And you can kind of imagine how the house was <laughs> because of that. And he used to spit on his carpet. Oh. I remember, yeah, like I remember thinking, like it's not right. So that, that's what popped in my head when I saw uh, Ash spit. Man, <laughs> Even I know they didn't have carpet 
bad dirt, but I was like, mm. <laughs> I, I will say what, what kind of caught me off guard about like the fantastic Mr. Fox and everything was the fact that like, mm-hmm. like, yes, it's fantastic. It's like anthropomorphized animals and everything, yeah. but it looks like they also live like in an income bracket. Like yeah. when I was a kid would have been fantastic. It's just like <laughs> they have a house and everything, dude. Are you kidding me? Like that seems kind of like fantastic in and of itself already. And they're talking animals. Um, <laughs> but beyond that. Okay. So there was one thing that I wanted to mention uh, prior to him going to, uh, to see his lawyer uh, or prior to him going to the treehouse to see it for sale. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of repeated imagery throughout the movie with lightning storms. Uh, okay. That seems to happen every time that there's a plot development or something that Mr. Fox wants to do. Uh, so with this instance, I, you know, I remember seeing it and I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep track of it this time when I watch it yesterday again. Okay. Um, but basically uh, with that shot where Ash is like in his, his long johns with the cape, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? He's brushing his teeth. There's a painting on the floor that is one that Mrs. Fox has done of another lightning storm. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's like the first one. And that happens to be in there when Mr. Fox is making the declaration that he wants to like pursue upward mobility. Okay. You know what I mean? So it feels like every time there's that uh, not divergence, but you know what I mean? That uh, plot yeah. development where he's like, I want to do a thing. Like just kind of keep an eye open for any lightning storm. Okay. Yeah. Imagery. Yeah. Uh, Cause it'll come up later. I'll, I'll mention it again. Once we get a little okay. further in. That's cool. All right. Uh, Clive Badger tells him, like, don't do it. He says he's going to do it anyway. Uh, they cuss at each other. And then uh, this is also... <laughs> Literally. Meet... Cuss me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is also when we meet uh, the maintenance man, Kylie, who's an opossum. And I think he I lives love Kylie. the top of the so tree. Good. And, like, the, the tree apartment that Mr. Fox was checking out was the trunk of the tree, but Kylie lives on the top of the tree. So he's, uh, like, the building super? Yeah, basically. He's so good. <laughs> So yeah, then we see uh, that they've moved into the tree now, uh, despite the warnings. Mm-hmm. And then the cousin Christopherson arrives, and Mister Fox is making a big deal out of him, and much to his son Ash's chagrin, because like Ash was like, "Hey, Dad, look at me!" and he like dived off the tree and into the pool, and he's like, "Yeah, that was cool." And then uh, Christopherson does it, and it's like, "Oh, <laughs> makes a huge deal out of it." Oh, I, I do have a note about that uh, because. Yeah. What is a Wes Anderson movie without uh, seeking parental validation? Yep. You know what I mean? Yes. So Christopherson comes in. He's a new kid on the street. And you got uh, Ash over here like, dude, what the fuck? What the hell? I've been here the whole time. What do I got to do? Uh, <laughs> let me see here. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking through my notes. Very good. One, of, one of my notes is we love Mr. Kylie. Um, oh, and I will say the the reason why... Mr. Fox decided to go ahead and purchase the trees because he could see uh, those three farmers from the tree. Oh, yeah. Like, so yeah, his, yeah, yeah. His, his gears were already turning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he's he had a plan in mind. He's himself in this position to, like, for fuckery. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know what? My wife? No. No. She won't care. I got stuff to do. Which, you know, that for this type of personality is kind of on brand. Yeah. Well, it is a fantastic Mr. Fox as we, yeah, it's, it's all about him. So yeah. I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> so Ash, no, you're good. Uh, Ash asks his, asks his mom, uh, how long is Christopherson staying with them? And she's like, until your uncle gets better. And Ash responds with double pneumonia. That That's not a, or <laughs> he said, that's not a big, big deal, deal, right? 
<laughs> yeah, somewhere between like kids say the damnedest things and like just ice cold children being like, "Hey, I hope your dad doesn't yeah. die." And be like, "Damn," and he does it like several more times. <laughs> so like the mom scolds him, uh, of course, like you're just being a dick. Yeah. So then uh, we see uh, Mr. Fox and Kylie at the top of the tree. And Fox is given this like existential monologue is about like, who am I? But really, like you said, he's already thinking about like, he's laying the groundwork to get Kali to help him uh, mm-hmm. uh, go after these farmers. Then we get another scene with, uh, with Ash being addicted to Christopher. This shit is so funny. Uh, being addicted to Christopherson and it's bedtime. And Ash uh, put Christopherson's bed under a low table that has a train set on top of it. And like Christopherson tries to ask him if he could like move it out from under it. And like Ash makes a big deal. He's like, why don't you just take my bed and I'll just sleep under the bookcase and get splinters. <laughs> so Ash just crawls under the table and starts crying. <laughs> or not Ash. Christopherson starts crying and Ash comes down, looks at him and you think he's about to do something nice. What does he do? He turns on the train set. Yeah. <laughs> It, it it was nice, but it's not nice. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, nice, but it's not too nice. as loud as you want now. It's like, so hey, then, look at this thing, so I don't have to apologize. But then Christopherson, yeah, he he wakes back, not wakes back up. He's already, he's still awake, but he, he he comes back out and he just watches the train. Also, like, there's so that's one of those moments that was just like this could have been live action. This mm-hmm. could have just been live action. It's perfect. It's exactly how he directs. <laughs> you got your like Ubermensch kid. And you're like validation kid sparring off with words, and then just this random scene cut of like them doing some other activity, <laughs> but not really solving the problem. Yeah, yeah. there's a there were two. There was one other thing. So uh, repeated imagery of the lightning storm is yeah. when um, Christopherson and Ash are at the pool swimming because mm-hmm. Mrs. Fox is painting another lightning storm. She's yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, it's it's not every time that Mr. Fox is doing something, but it seems to be every time there's like a wrinkle developing um the other part is when we're talking about how fantastical this all seems um the fact that the foxes as parents let ash get away with so much shit is like beyond me because that seems fantastic too you're like my family wouldn't let me do that my dad would have like grabbed me by the arm or the ear just walked the other room straight in the mouth right yeah for (laughs) real like i'm just like okay all right all right everything is fantastic they're animals they have they're live in a higher economic bracket than I did when I was a kid. Like the parents don't care or they don't that's, really that's so Wes they're, they're not hard. Yeah. yeah. That's so Wes Anderson. Just Indifferent just a, parents. A weird, weird yeah. kid. And yeah. everyone's just kinda like, it'll it'll iron itself out. <laughs> yeah. I, I love how that works. Just yeah, that's fine. Just in real life, they just like, get worse. It's not like he'll end up being a political candidate who wears a boot on his head. It's fine. Or or serial killer Ted Cruz or something like we just let him do what he wanted. I don't know how it turned out like this. He's been spitting on the floor since he was five. We just oh never God, had why. Christ. Yeah, I don't know if you were a kid and ever saw somebody like empty their uh, spit trap on the on the yes, ground just on the floor. Mm. Mm. I want to see I that. Saw, I saw a TikTok recently where someone quote-unquote blessed someone by opening their spit valve on oh, his hate forehead this. and i literally had to close tiktok and yep. go gag it was just like, delete it that's enough, that's enough for today just just del- <laughs> delete it delete it leave a bad review uh i don't know 
I, I did I did open up that profile and just immediately go not interested. Block never again. <laughs> I don't care how funny you are for the rest of your life. That's too much. You know what you know what COVID is. <laughs> no, we beat COVID. Remember? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we beat it. We did it, guys. Yeah, herd immunity. <laughs> herd immunity. As it were. <laughs> no, what, what'd you hear about immunity? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> not much. Uh, I'm sorry. I'll let you get back to uh, the synopsis here. <laughs> so, and then we see uh, we see the boys at school and the classmates like Christopherson again, uh, much to Ash's chagrin. And like Ash's girl lab partner, which he I think he has a crush on, oh, like, yeah. is staring yeah. at Christopherson. <laughs> and then like the, the, the beaver boy asks Chris, uh, why is his cousin such a wet sandwich? And he's Dude, like, I what have... do you mean by that? And he's like, he's too short. He Love dresses like so a bad. girl. He's just different. No, no, no. The, the, the hand thing is no, no, no. It's different. <laughs> and like Chris Thompson kind of sticks up for him. He was like, you sound like a bully. Um, I, I just loved, I love Ash's bit. Of like, no, you're not my lab partner. You're disloyal. Yeah, I'm just like, you're, that's you're, so funny. Dude. Yeah. She's like, well, I'm your lab partner. It's like, no, you're not. You're disloyal. <laughs> I really hope. Damn. That, I really hope that in real life, Jason Swartman, Swartzman is not any of the characters he's ever played that he plays oh my Holy god i can't rap i Dude. i'm black people do this thing where like if you if you're really good at a character they that's like, you they just assume that's you like and there's so many actors walking around this planet that just are outcasted because they did such a good mm-hmm. job playing the bad guy jared uh, leto joker Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. oh no <laughs> I'm, I'm one of those people that had a bad feeling about him ever since my so-called life uh, I, I had a bad feeling about him when he came out with 30 seconds to Mars, dude. Oh, oh. it was not my, one of my, one of my friends there were his girlfriend. He's like, Oh, he loves, she loves 30 seconds to Mars. She's going to go. I was like, she's going to go. You're not going to go where he goes. Oh, she didn't even ask if I wanted to go. I was like, you're not <laughs> dating anymore. Funny. You're not dating anymore. <laughs> you're not. As soon as she heard that band, you weren't dating anymore. And he's like, let's do whatever. They broke up. Uh, I will say that Jason Schwartzman has been in a couple of bands that are kind of fun too. So if you ever listen to Phantom Planet, he was a drummer oh, in Phantom Planet. Right. He was in another one that I'm having trouble remembering the name of, but it'll come to me when it's not important. So yeah, I'll be trying to Dog, sleep. It'll come Dog to me. Star is getting back together. Hmm. Keanu Reeves band. They're getting back together. That's nothing to do with what we're talking about. There's nothing to do with it. Is it is it good? Well, we'll we'll talk about. Dogstar wasn't bad. Okay, but moving on. I know Keanu Reeves had a band, (laughs) but yeah. uh, (laughs) So uh, Mr. Fox has a plan. So we see Mr. Fox explaining his plan to to rob the Bogus Chicken Farm to Kylie. He couldn't resist the urge to go back to stealing, right? Uh, And we see the two of them make their way into the farm the next night, and uh, they get in by jumping from an overhanging tree. Because mm. the they had there was an electric fence that they couldn't get past. There was an electric fence they couldn't get past. There was an electric Correct. fence they couldn't get past. Correct. They they got in by jumping off of a tree that hung over the fence. They jumped off of the tree. My immediate right? thought was, how are you getting back out? <laughs> exactly. That was my immediate thought. Right? And so like hey, clever, uh, clever, not smart. <laughs> you're right. Like he got in. I remember he 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 so he, technically we succeeded we got him. in yeah and, but he just don't think it all the way through so like and he got as far as thinking like hey there's beagles in there how are we going to get rid of the dogs and oh, what did yeah. he lace the blueberries with uh it's something to make him sleep i can't remember yeah, yeah i don't remember exactly what, but what they were laced with 
Yeah, but he it was very specific. Some, some trap blueberries, damn, <laughs> uh, for the dogs. He said beagles can't resist blueberries, so he laced them with something, and they instantly black out. So it all worked out. They got in. Uh, they all those X's on the eyes. Some, yeah. <laughs> uh, they got in and they killed some and snatched uh, some chickens. And when they get back to the fence, <laughs> the alarm oh, goes oh, yeah. off. And it's like, oh yeah, there's an electric fence. How are we? How are we getting out? Uh, so Mr. Fox tells college, you know, just do what I do. And what do they do? They just climb the fence and get electrocuted on the way up anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I do love I do love how they just kind of segued into being like, we're not even going to really animate this part per se. Just everybody gets a silhouette with like a skeleton, you know, it, it's so charming. It's so fun. But the, uh, the heist is the heist was a success, though. Sure. 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 Like, yeah. yeah. Like. It's it's like a but but did we die like <laughs> yeah man uh so so back at the house the next morning Felicity finds the chicken in the pantry and Mr Fox like he tried to dress it up as if he bought it from the store from the five and dime uh the night before but she points out that it has a bogus uh, farm tag on it and he yep. just kind of brushes it off but you know, clever she's like, not smart yeah but she's already like all right this this motherfucker's up to something yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, like, I, it would have been funnier if she just called him out right then and be like, what the fuck is this? What is this? What is this shit? Just throws on the ground. You told me you were done with this life. Like, but no, mm-hmm. she, she just went with no, it. She, she, she gives him the benefit of the doubt. She and enabled she's like, him. Because right. it has been 12 years. Right? Who, know, who knows? Maybe Boggis is be, selling wholesale, wholesale <laughs> birds. <laughs> just this weekend. I mean, I miss it. He'd be good for 12 years. So it's uh, like, all right. I do have to ask. So we were talking before with this movie and like that weird dichotomy of like, this is human world. And then this is anthropomorphic animal world. You know what I mean? With like the objects and the size kind of weird displacement where it's like, this was a full chicken. Why is it now in a pan that the Fox holds? Yeah. Uh, But the thing also comes up is like, he says, I got it at a market. What market? What do they use as money? Like, Clearly. yeah yeah exactly but at the same time it's like there's no mention of money or currency or anything so just like watching and be like oh yeah i bought it at the market. They're, they're poor and there's there's also a line of credit i guess because the the clive badger talked about like I mean, that's right exchange money somehow to get the yeah. place well and uh what's his face uh and kylie has like a crazy platinum titanium card Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said <laughs> later on, he's like, Kyle, you have a titanium credit card. What? He's like, well, I just pay my bills on time. I pay bills. Yeah. We, it's like <laughs> we haven't discussed paying anything for anything this entire movie. What do you mean you have a line of credit? <laughs> it's goofy. But yeah, I love it. So yeah, so they, they successfully hit Bunce's refrigerated uh, smokehouse the next night, the second farmer, right? And then the next morning, we see Felicity find a pantry full of food. Yeah. Now like she's just like... Off. Alright. <laughs> That's suspicious. Uh, right? She still doesn't say anything. Or at least we don't see her say anything yet. Yet. Then when we then we get the uh I made sure I include this for Tim. Then we get the whack bat scene. Yes. <laughs> uh we're ha- we see that Ash has zero physical talent. And the coach tells him he shouldn't try to live up to his father, who apparently was a legendary whack bat player and like he's on the trophy. <laughs> they they overdid it. Everything about the scene was like this. I'm supposed to pay attention to this. 
I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm gonna hang in and try to keep. I thought maybe there was something specific about it. They were trying to obfuscate, obfuscate, but mm-hmm. uh, it was the. It, it turns out I I was right to pay attention, but we'll find out more about that later. Okay. Yeah, it's it? very uh. What's what's that that term? It's like it's like a film term, uh, for like a gun on a wall. Chekhov's oh, gun. Uh, yes. Che- yeah, Chekhov's gun. Yeah. It's, it's it's very Chekhov's gun. Um. Okay. In, I didn't in, catch this, so. Oh well, um, we'll we'll talk about it later then. Okay, good. good once good, we get good. a little bit more into it, uh, okay. But I will say, is it really a Wes Anderson movie if it doesn't have title cards and like a really overly complicated plan or schematic that's yeah, drawn out? At some point, mm-hmm. yeah. It's just it's just not. It's funny, and yeah, uh, and then we also see that Christopherson is amazing at it. Oh yeah. of course he is. He's right? a natural. Yeah, he's like, uh, I didn't understand that, but I'll give, it, I'll give it my best shot. I'll give it my best shot, yep. and nails it. And nails it, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, boy. <laughs> uh, so next we got a uh, Mr. Fox and Kylie lie about all the food, and then they slip away uh, and go after um, Bean's uh, cider house. Mm-hmm. And Felicity definitely knows something's up now, right? And on their way in, Ash pops up behind them, <laughs> and he's like, "I want to help you steal cider," which they yeah. never address. But at what point does Ash even know what's going on? <laughs> they, he they just knows. See them address it. Yeah, I think he was just following them and happened mm-hmm. to hear it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he probably saw them arguing in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. Like he, like the mom. And nobody uh, pays attention like, to him. Yeah. Yeah. And so then he he put two and two together because the mom did. And then it's like, oh, they must be stealing it. I want to go. Not to have an epiphany in the middle of the podcast. That's why he dresses like that. Nobody pays attention to him. No, yeah. <laughs> he's just he's just piling more and more on until someone says something and no one has. Remember because well, he's he, he, he said different. it in the beginning of the movie. He was like, Why are you dressed like that? But like also that's when they also break the news that Christopher's coming, he has to share his room. So he, he got mad about it. But yeah, you're right. He's he's he wants attention. Ah, <laughs> I I can sympathize as a child that wanted attention from his parents. As a did you wear in a, my youth? Uh, what was that brief? What did he have on his head? Long johns. Oh, let's long, see here. He wore cape. long johns and a cape, and, and then a, cape. a sock over his head. A sock, and he cut holes into the sock for his. Yep. Okay, I got you. <laughs> Gotta have that bandit mask. Oh man, uh, I won't was... go through all the things that I wore for attention as a child because that list would be too long. That's a different podcast. I'm pretty sure. I, I hear you. Um, right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I can, I can sympathize, you know, uh, children's feeling neglected on top of that. It's a Wes Anderson movie. So, you know, yeah, yeah that's funny. Yeah. I have that uh, approval from the parents. He's always exercising his demons. Uh, well, they never quite get exercise. He's just working them out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Ash pops up behind them and, uh, Mr. Fox is like, nah, like go, go back home. Yeah. This isn't for so kids. He does. And then Christopherson pops up behind him. Like, Unless uh, those kids are naturals. <laughs> it was a, a Kylie's like, oh, look, another one. <laughs> and he's like, oh, Christopherson, here, put on this mask. <laughs> <laughs> Which was the dirtiest shit. Damn, dude. And this is all and I, like a five second span. Yeah. And I, I love the horse blinders that uh, Mr. Fox has the entire time. Because, <sighs> like, oh, this is fine. This is probably fine. I just sent my son home. I'm going to go do a robbery. I'm going to take his cousin. It's not even, it's so many levels of just He, he even explains how the cousin, they're almost the same age, but the cousin is a little bit younger. He's Ooh, just that makes it worse. Taller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, just, he's taller. just taller than Ash. 
Uh, <laughs> but so it's like, nah, get away from me. Like, go back home. We're, we're doing stuff. And then Christopherson pops up. He's like, oh, thank you. He came. Here's his mask. It's like a come back when you're grown, Ash. It's like, damn. It's dirty. Yeah. Like, Ash, Ash <laughs> got a complex. built for this. <laughs> uh, uh, irony. <laughs> but yeah, so... Uh, they they get into the basement with the cider and encounter a rat played by uh, or voiced by Willem Dafoe. Love rat too. And, I wish he had a bigger part. And, and rat is like the security guard for the the basement with the cider. Seemingly self appointed. I'm not sure. It's got a yeah, very much dress for the job you want kind of deal. He is simultaneously Willem Dafoe and somehow Charlie Murphy. <laughs> Charlie Murphy. <laughs> yeah, we we're not too sure if. It's not like he he applied for the job and like uh, Farmer Bean hired him, or if he was just there and he called yeah. himself the security guard so he could just sip on yeah. cider. It's like y'all uh, not stealing this stuff. I am. I I do the same thing when I go to the dispensary. You know what I mean? <laughs> I put on my ball cap and like my my shirt with like the weed patch on it. I'm just like, don't act suspicious. Don't act suspicious, like, bro. You can, bro. You can just buy some and leave. just buy some. That'd be fine. I want to work for you though. No, though. No. It just. <laughs> all right. Work for the rat. Damn. Like, I don't even know if he had an accent or if it was just the Willem Dafoe accent. It's probably it, mostly Willem Dafoe. It yeah. felt. It felt like he was leaning. I'm not very good with accents. Kind of like Southern Creole, kind of thing. Yeah, it was, it's something like that was going on. It, but yeah, it was. It just added to the whole mystique of the rat. I, I didn't even know it was Willem Dafoe until I, I looked into the uh, casting for the movie. I'm like, oh, okay. Makes it, tracks. It, it tracks. It yeah. tracks. Also, think about it. A rat the size of a fox. Just think about it for a minute. They have those I, World War York. One, man. World War One. Yeah, trench warfare, like rats, just gigantic. I mean, maybe not the size of a fox per se, but uh, yeah, like rats, maybe the size of like a small dog. I, I, I have that, heard but I believe it. several New York City people saying in parts of New York City there are rats that are like three quarters yeah. the size of a yeah. cat. And I'm like, like that's not, large. No, no, no. The oh, size of a cat. I'm not even shitting you. When I went up, uh, last time I went was 2016 for uh, New York Comic Con. And I was in the subway waiting for the train. And I saw a rat the size of a fucking cat jump onto <laughs> the platform. Oh, wait. It's I like. Got- I got a prop that won't even make sense on the, on the <laughs> podcast. Hold on a second. <laughs> Was he training for turtles? Oh, oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect you to have a live. I was gonna say live action rat, a live thing. He's, he's and it about moved. eight pounds. Man, where's that bat's wings? It it was <laughs> exactly. it was it was that size. I think he was a little longer than him too. Without the tail, with that. One of my, one of my friends' yeah, he, uh, nickname. We, well, we call him. We, he's a little fox bat. There you go. He just went like yeah. and plopped because it was also fat. The rat was also yeah. fat, but he, no, yeah, he they, had ups. Be that big, so he they... jumped onto the platform from the rail and just kind of like lumbered along because he's so fat. So you also, like, look at you like, this rat jump? Yep. And like, I'm just like, I'm looking around to see if anybody else sees this because I feel crazy. Nobody else. Just saw nobody, everybody jump. else knows not <laughs> yeah. to make eye contact. Yeah, that's what it is. They're all they're all native New Yorkers, so they just they know the rules. And here my dumbass is. And I'm I lived in New York for a lot of my life, but I was young, and I came back, and here I am staring at this rat, and like nobody else sees this kangaroo rat. Like, but yeah. So anyway, wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Love him. 
National so, Treasure. Uh, yeah, so the rat's a security guard, and apparently, like, him and Mr. Fox had old beef. Uh, yep. They don't quite explain it, but they definitely knew each other. Uh, I, I think they, they shared some kind of interest in Mrs. Fox back in the I, day, I think the possibly. Rat, the rat definitely likes Mrs. Fox because he brought her up. And Too he, much. he knew her. Yeah. I don't think Mrs. Fox, I don't think they like went together or anything. I just think he, he knew her or he at least knew what buttons to push to fuck with Mr. Fox. Cause I think they maybe both were thieves. That, that could be part of it. He maybe it was just a rejection and he became an incel. So <laughs> the only thing he had left was cider. You know what I mean? Yeah. And shitting on women. <laughs> like most incels. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so, <laughs> but they have a quick fight, and like Christopherson actually pulls the rug out from under him, literally, and he falls into a box of uh, apples. And like when he falls in, the top closes, and he like gets trapped in there for a bit. But then the door opens at the top of the basement, and they all run and hide. And a woman comes down. I think it's Mrs. Bean, the farmer's wife, and like she goes to get a bottle or some bottles of cider. And Kylie and Christopherson are hiding in a thing of apples. Yep. But Mr. Fox ran and hid behind the bottles of cider and she actually takes the bottle that he's hiding behind and she doesn't react to him at all and like she leaves and like Kylie's like well, how does she not see him is she blind and Christopher's like she probably has like astigmatism or, or cataracts or something yeah, she's like a t-rex or some shit i don't know um <laughs> i i do really like how there's that very cartoon element like we were talking about before when uh mr fox and kylie are climbing the fence and they mm-hmm. kind of just segue into this idea of like what the animation is you know what i mean mm-hmm. they kind of do in a part uh there's like a cartoon gag where mr fox basically contorts himself into the shape of a bottle the shape of the behind bottle. of a bottle yes. you know what i mean exactly <laughs> but it's 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 like so absurd because it's like you know we're dealing with very like hard forms and all of a sudden yeah. it's like oh no he just you know collapses yeah. bones into the shape <laughs> uh, you know full-on bugs bunny just yeah. ba- basically yeah it's like oh i got a fifth of swarm factor all right perfect uh so sorry, that's just an aside. Um, you'll see that trope a lot more, like when they're going through mm-hmm. the pipes and everything, or or digging. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not really like you don't see them. You don't actually see them digging motion them. digging. You know what I it's mean? Just it's like just kind of, of them like flapping their arms a little bit. I'm like, uh, it's very charming. It's great. I love it. So next, the uh, or when she goes back upstairs, Mrs. Bean. Then the door opens again, and it's Mr. Bean. But like we only just see like he's kind of in the shadow, and he's like smoking a cigarette. He just stands at the top of the stairs and then shuts the door. So <laughs> Menacingly. <laughs> yeah, menacingly. So now I'm thinking about it. Why did he do that? Did she actually see Mr. Fox the first time and just not react? And she went upstairs and told Mr. Bean? I think it has or... more to do about what, like they say that, that Bean was like sharp as a whip. So he just knew something was off. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Or he's just the kind of hyper vigilant person. He that would that be anyway. sure to check anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. But it does kind of yeah. like reinforce the idea that this person, unlike the other two, is a the other two who are complete idiots. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. is the this is the one they can't mess with. Yeah. I got you. That makes sense. All right. And uh, the crew escapes, uh, but we get a scene with uh, Bean meeting with the other farmers, Boggus and Bunce, and mm. he asked them if they have a fox problem, and he suggests that like they hunt the fox down. <laughs> Even that little scene was like, oh yeah, this is the. This is the wrong one. And they say it in the, I can't remember if Clive says it or if they say it in like the song that Bean is the meanest of all. Yeah. Yeah. I think they yeah. said Bean is mean. 
Mm-hmm. Sorry, I had to sing it in my head. <laughs> I'm absolutely, I'm pretty sure that was in there. Yeah, you got to be some messed up dudes for little kids to just have a nursery rhyme about y'all yeah. being assholes. Just yeah, the local kids is just like you know, f these three dudes in particular. <laughs> I I do like that there was a genuine threat of danger for a kids movie. A uh, kids movie. It's a kids movie. Yeah, I was a full adult when I watched it, and then I'm rewatching it as an adult. I still think this finds a kids movie. Like you're the you're the parent who's like, hey, watch this kid, this this you know stop motion movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that's my kids' reaction every time I try to show them a stop motion movie. It's like, fine, we'll watch it. I think I've made them watch every Leica movie so far as well. Um, but that being said, like I I don't know if you guys remember like when you guys were kids and watching a kids movie that had a genuine threat, like Fern Gully. Oh like no, Fern Gully. You know it what got, I mean? It felt like whoa, whoa, what? This is bad. Yeah. I mean, literally oh, no. shooting at people <laughs> yeah that's that's like a gun gun yeah 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 that's not like a uh, zap zap you fall out and then you wake up later that's good night yeah it's, it's a hard good night top of my head but like i know there's got to be some kids movie where they were like actually killing children or something and you go back and like yo it's like this isn't the lego movie this isn't super mario this is like oh damn like someone's like, life is on the line where there's like a moment that's messed up like the rugrats movie where tommy's about to kill his baby brother oh no <laughs> he was he was adamant but, too yeah like there was thunder and everything, everything. Like, go back to normal when he's gone like matilda matilda them joking about the chokey which was like a torture device uh, oh yeah. yeah but i can't i know there's something where there's a real threat and they just kind of like you don't really think about it until you're too grown and you're like whoa yeah you, know you go back and you're like Oh no! Wait, but yeah. So, uh, Mister Fox and friends get back to to the tree, and Felicity is waiting for them in the dark. <laughs> uh, it's funny, like in the corner in the dark, and she even sees Christopherson in the mask, and Kylie covers for them. And Mister Fox, like they, I forgot what he says to get them off the hook, but uh, they go outside, and like Mister Fox thanks them for for helping out, and. Oh, no, no. They they go outside. He thanks him for helping out. But then he, he catches the smell of the farmers watching him. And mm. the farmers open fire. And in the process, Mr. Fox gets his tail shot off. <laughs> yeah, that felt un- that felt like out. Of- I, I didn't ex- I did not see that coming. Like all of a sudden shit got real. Yeah, it was a little. And there real. was a title was card like, oh, before. No. We're not maybe not a title card, but like the, the title at the top uh, said the shooting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like hold on, <laughs> the crucifixion of Mister Fox. <laughs> like, damn, uh, just things got boys in the hood. Shit <laughs> uh, got real. Um, yeah, so Mrs. Fox is uh is trying to patch up the wound the best she can uh, back inside the tree, and uh, Kylie's telling Ash that tails don't grow back, um, you know, except for like lizards. And Ash goes, well, he's doing a lot better than Christopherson's dad. He has yeah. No, it was like, bro. Damn. He has, he has double that. pneumonia and one foot in the grave. When I think about how quick my dad would have stood up oh in that God. moment, if I said something like that, I'd be like, uh, 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 my dad got mad at me for wearing my pants too low when I was a kid. Like, jeez. <laughs> That's um, the kind of thing you say you know, and you immediately had run out of the room. <laughs> Look, they, <laughs> they, I mean, they'll that, find you, but it's going to take him a minute. You go, this you is, leave immediately. This is definitely a white family. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, oh fantastic. You know, yeah. <sighs> yeah it, it, this is this is this is a fantasy for us. Uh, 
He said that shit, and like, not only were adults present, but Christopherson heard it too. <laughs> Nobody jumped him. Like Mm-mm. they just like, like boy. He said right. it. Christopherson heard, and like he like bounces an acorn like off yeah. of the wall, and, or in it's like a, eight places. It's a acorning. Yeah, <laughs> that was a, that was a sport that he said he did. He did acorning when uh, they yeah. asked him oh, if he. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I totally forgot. Yeah, that's um, right. But like the I fact that he didn't turn his head and just be like, "Bitch, what the fuck you say?" Like he was like, "I'm going to go meditate for 30 minutes." Yeah, <laughs> he walks off angrily, <laughs> and Mrs. Fox is like, "You have 29 minutes to figure out an apology for him." Yes, <laughs> which is which is like an excellent line. I don't think I'd ever come up with that to be like to my kids. Like, you got 29 minutes to fix. Like you your did shit, math dude. that fast? Yeah, no, no. I'd be I I would have just been like, "Boy, I'm going to drag you by your ear to your room right now, and we're going to have a talk." Uh. But just the fact that she's trusting Ash to be like, hey, go come up with an apology. Not like, we're going to sit down. We're going to talk about the thing you just yeah. said. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's like hands off parenting. <laughs> yeah. 29 minutes. Oh, my God, dude. Kidding me? Maybe, and maybe he doesn't even understand felt, either. Maybe she felt she legit felt sorry for him because maybe she recognized. I mean, not saying this is an excuse, but maybe in Mrs. Fox's eyes, she recognized that he's trying to like live up to his father or, or impress his father and the father <laughs> barely pays any attention to him. And this is just him acting out. Mm-hmm. So she kind of feels for him, but at the same time, I would have gotten the belt and <laughs> whatever, uh, moving on from that. So, so then they start to hear like rumbling and Mr. Fox realizes the farmers came to dig him out. And this asshole, this is so funny. He does like three backflips and he's like, we're out of time. But I have an idea. Like, <laughs> oh, that. Uh, uh, yeah, it's like he needs to be moving in order for his brain to his work. Brain to work. That's a good point. It's, yeah, I never it's like it's like a, it's like a pull cord on an engine. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he um, just started like back flipping and running up the walls and stuff. And he's yeah, like, I got it. We have no time to spare, yeah. or <laughs> or no 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 moment to waste. Uh, and then he <laughs> what do we do? Uh, we dig we dig but before he says that he's like oh no they're gonna kill the kids or no mrs fox says they're gonna kill the kids and mr fox is like not over my dead body (laughs) mrs fox is like that's That's how they would yeah yeah he's like i refuse to accept that (laughs) and that's Uh, when he did uh said we gotta dig oh yeah everything mr fox seems to do is like in defiance to basically like like proper logic it's like over my dead body he's like yeah no shit like yeah, Wait, they're gonna. Ki- yeah, that was the point. That's why they're here. Yeah, they're gonna kill the kids. Oh, not over my dead body, bro. Uh, yeah, <laughs> accurate, accurate. Uh, <laughs> oh, so, everybody, or they start digging for their lives, and eventually the farmers had to get excavated because at first they were digging with like pickaxes. Mm-hmm. Then they went and got excavators, and the family had to dig even deeper into the hill uh, for safety. <laughs> Wild. Did you imagine that you messed up so bad? that people came to kill you and your family and y'all just got a haul ass like can can you imagine that it got to that point and you're still trying to circulate the logic that like what's happening here why is this happening to me it's like dude you poked a bear (laughs) you poked the bear how dare they yeah i think i would have gotten as i might have been able to pull off i might maybe may i don't think i honestly would have gotten to the tree but i might have been able to pull off the tree if i lied or left out important details about how dangerous the neighborhood was even though my wife would have figured it out by the time we got there 
but I definitely wouldn't have gotten past the the chicken with the tag on it. Like, ain't no lie getting me out of that. She would be like, nah, th- this nigga's stealing. Like, I, I know what you're doing. It's been 12 years, but I know what you're doing. It's been 12 fox years, but I know what you're doing. You know what? You're putting us in danger and we out. Like, <laughs> it's like, is is an expensive house already and it's in a neighborhood where there's shootings. It's like kind of rough, man. It's a yeah, hard that's sell. A, that's, an, that's another thing. Like, it, they said the, the neighborhood was dangerous for foxes specifically <laughs> yeah. and that's why foxes live underground in holes mm-hmm. you want to live above ground in a tree it, yeah so it cycling back but that's it's wild like that, that it even got this far anyway so, so eventually the farmers explode the hill like they blow it up completely <laughs> and they go into like the crater and there's still a hole down so the foxes got deep enough to avoid all of that Farmer Bean decides to get all of the workers from all three farms to lay siege on the foxhole. Uh, 108 snipers. Right? Eventually, they got to come outside, and one of the 108 snipers is going to take them out when they come back uh, up the hole, right? Mm. And they got to come up at some point, which was dumb to me because clearly they can dig. (laughs) So, deep underground, uh, the family is met by like digging through the walls, and like there's like this moment where just like, oh shit, like we're caught. But then it ends up being Clive Badger and some of the townsfolk uh, who are also on the run because even though we just see them like digging up the hill, they're also like digging up the forest and stuff. So everybody, all the animals are like fucked. Yeah, all because it's of peril Fox. at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, it's a, it's guess, a real like, diaspora. Yeah, the, all like the badger, the mole rats, everybody. Like, so I guess like they were trying to dig to the safety, and they ended up finding the foxes. And Kylie, <laughs> and we have another um, cuss fest. Oh yeah! So <laughs> Mr. Fox gets gets cussed out, and <laughs> the the bully from earlier, uh, he he tries to get Ash to eat dirt because he's like, "You suck and your father, and everybody hates your father." And he tries to get Ash to eat dirt, and Christopherson sticks up for him, and he beats up <laughs> he beats up the Beaver Boy, and it's funny because you start to see him cry a little bit. And he, and still, Ash is like, you didn't have to do that. And he's like, no, I did. <laughs> it's like, I'm not that weak. It's like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You are. He straight up tells him, no, you are. Um, I do right. kind of feel like Ash's shtick is he's getting in the way of himself because he's trying to live up to other people's expectations of what it oh, means yeah. to be a fox vis-a-vis yeah. Mr. Fox. But once he kind of sheds that, he kind of allows himself to be the person that he wants to, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll expand upon that later. Yeah. When we get to his big moment. Yeah. 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 You know? Uh, yeah. So anyway, so yeah. So after Beaver boy gets uh, beat up, um, Mr. Fox convinces the, the folks cussing him out to like dig with him. And eventually they got under the farmer's storehouses. Yeah. They <laughs> decided to recirculate back. And yeah. rob the farmers, basically, while everybody's watching the whole. Um, that was immediately his plan, or if it just happened? Because it seemed like he was surprised when he got there. Uh, it seemed like that he was formulating that plan. Um, oh, when he's, he's like, he's touching the wall. He's like, we got to dig in this direction right here. I'm making a lot of gesticulation right now, which is great for a podcast. But like, you know, he's basically like, right, right about here. Um, Feel it out. But yeah, you know, like, you know, they, they rob the farmers, which is basically like, like rubbing salt into the wound. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? They took everything, all the chickens, all oh, the yeah. side, every, 
well, not all the Sonic, but everything, right? And then they bring it back to the family that was, uh, st- uh, everybody else is still underground. I think they're over at like the Flint mine. Yeah, they, they all kind of met up and basically just tried to establish themselves there. Um, it's funny because we're talking about Mr. Fox being clever and not smart because if he was smart, he probably would have hit all three places at the same time rather than allow them to know what's going on right. as things yeah. developed. This right now would not be considered a smart move because you're mm-hmm. adding fuels to the fire and you yeah. already see that they're going to blow up an entire tree in order to kill you. So yeah. we're going to escalate yeah. it now. <laughs> and you got people's lives at stake and like they stole everything or the far- farmers learned that everything got stolen and mm-hmm. like being farmer being throws a tantrum and uh, he's like, all right, well, I got a plan now. So next, uh, now we see everybody enjoying all the food and it like <laughs> what f- before felt like just like a shelter that they were just in. Now it feels like they're at like a nice party or like they're, they're, like a big Thanksgiving feast. And, you know, everyone's they've opened like, Scion. Yeah. Oh, wait, I did want to mention one other one other lightning thing is mm-hmm. when they're going into the bottom of the tree, the three farmers, and they yeah. pull out the, the painting of a lightning storm. Oh yeah, it was done. So just another, sorry, another thing I forgot to mention. When we we're talking good about point, that good whole bit. Please continue. Is the painting from uh, Ashes? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're right. Once again. So then we, uh, so they're at the feast, and everyone seems to be chilling, having a good time, and like Mr. Fox is getting, giving a toast. He's getting all arrogant again. Yeah. Uh, and Ashel Christopherson, like he has a plan to go steal back his dad's tail. And they both slip off because once again, Ash is trying to impress his dad. A little too hard. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. Getting, that pr- getting that validation's tough, man. You got to work for yeah. it. Two stupid things. <laughs> Just like his dad. Yeah. But yeah. So uh, they, they break into Bean's house and they see on uh, the TV that Farmer Bean is wearing the tail as a necktie. Oh, and- my God. <laughs> Dude, Farmer Bean's son, I swear to God. <laughs> It's like the the movie does not seem to think much about humans, which is mm-hmm. fine. I don't care. But, but there are some of the ugliest <laughs> depictions uh, of human beings I can think of. So the only time you ever see the son, he's at the table eating, yeah. watching the TV, and just and smeared across his face. Yeah, <laughs> dad's time. Dad's time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious but yeah so like christopherson wanted to leave because they went back for the necktie and it's mm. not there they, now they know it's around dude's neck uh but ash is like well let's eat some of these uh was it like, like apple fritters or whatever first uh, yeah something like that yeah some sort of pastry yep and then bean's wife comes through the door and they they freeze because they they know that like she can't see well she puts down groceries or whatever and she sees that the vent is open that they came through, puts down the groceries and she goes into the hall and like start goes up to like a credenza or something, starts opening drawers. Credenza. And <laughs> and uh then she comes, she, she comes uh, back. She, yeah, she comes back and then she's wearing glasses now and she has two knives. Yeah, she right. she has somebody the mentioned, somebody World War Two knuckle duster no crimes against Geneva. A lot of, that was a yeah. lot of knife for what she was out, out to do. But yeah, I, oh, yeah, one of the kids was like, oh, it's no big deal. She has astigmatism. She can't see us. That's how astigmatism works. Like, and then she puts on glasses. It's like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they went with astigmatism, too. I'm like, I have astigmatism, but it makes lights look a little kind of fuzzy sometimes. Yeah. I could still see a full rodent. 
you know, like, <laughs> and she just comes back with like trench warfare knife. I'm like, oh my god, like, oh yeah, she's ready to kill these these animals, take and, out uh, the Nazis or something. I don't know. <laughs> so she goes after him, right? And then uh, we're back down in the in the uh, Flint mine. And Mr. Fox is having a moment and he's giving a speech about how like they beat the farmers and now they're going to eat their food and yada, yada, yada. And then he cuts himself short and he's like, wait, where are the boys? And then he's like, wait, what's that noise? And they get flooded out by apple cider because Farmer Bean pumped him all, all of his apple cider into the foxhole. Because, you know, when you lose money because somebody stole it, what I like to do is waste money. Yeah, it wasn't just like water. They didn't just put up like a fire hose. He pumped his yeah. own cider. Yeah, bro, there's <laughs> got to be a better way. There's got to be. Way. There's got to be a better way. But everybody's uh, stupid this movie, right? It's like, like an infomercial. Uh, <laughs> so the, the the apple cider wave hits and washes out all the townspeople, and it washes them out out of the flint mine and like eventually into the sores. And devastates like, the ecosystem because you can't <laughs> dump that much cider. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> but Ash, Ash actually he escaped and like he's only found like Christopherson's shoe, so like he knew that he got captured and somehow he managed to like escape the flood or maybe the flood took him to the sewer with everyone else. But anyway, he was back there, and uh, Mister Fox talks with Felicity and decides like to leave. Because he fucked everything up. <laughs> yeah, there was a quote that she said, uh, you don't listen to anybody. And I'm yeah, like, damn. One, no, I think we already passed the part, but it was like, I need to talk to you. Was that <laughs> the, yeah, wait, wait, was this the part in the sewers where they were by themselves? It was just them? I think there's two parts. There's there's a part where they're in, the when, they, when they're digging, when the whole first starts getting dug out and they're on the run. And she's oh, like, yeah. I want I want to talk to you behind this mineral deposit. Ah, that, that's when she's like, she's like, I'm going to get aggressive right now, or I'm going to get angry for a second. And she's and he's like, All right, go ahead. And then she just like slashes his face. Oh, right. <laughs> and, you see, and you just see him like he doesn't re- really react, but you see like two tears well up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she fusses him out there, and then she fusses him out here again. And she, this is, I think, this is when she says like. I love you, but I should never have married you. <laughs> so like now he's like, ooh, like, all right, I'm gonna leave because I fucked up. And he he said he's gonna go on a suicide mission to get Christophus mm-hmm. back. So now the townsfolk uh decide to go looking around the sewer uh for Christopherson. And when I say townsfolk, I mean like the animals. And like they're walking around calling his name and they encounter the rat <laughs> from earlier who tells yeah. them. Uh, that the farmers have Christofferson and he gives him a ransom note, which is funny because we know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> Why take the time to make, and it's one of those ransom notes with like the cutout letters from magazines. Yep. And uh, I, I just love that they reiterate that gag later. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> we'll get into that later. But yeah, the, the, even the movie, they're mentioning like, wait, we know who they are. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, just for, you know, Somebody, had, somebody had letters cut out already and they were like, I got to use these for something. <laughs> <laughs> I have to justify keeping all these old National Geographic magazines. So. Yes. I'm not a hoarder. See? See? They needed them. <laughs> I just like collage a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and like uh, Ash appears and he tells the rat that uh, he's like, you got the wrong fox. I'm his son. 
Yeah. Like, oh, I see the resemblance. So they they start the fight. And, like, Mr. Fox, who's on his way out, like, hears Ash scream. And he runs back. And then before he gets back, Felicity jumped into the fight with a chain. <laughs> uh, I don't really think you see them, her fight. Like, they, they kind of, like. I really fight. wanted her to fight. I really yeah. want her to fight, but it's the fantastic yeah. Mr. Fox. Yeah, so. it's not her movie, but he instead, that's the, that's what it was. She was ready to fight, but he started flirting and she's like, is a psychotic rat trying to flirt with me? Yes. <laughs> uh, then, then Mr. Fox arrives and like, they all kind of fight him and like, they beat him damn near to death. And before he dies, he, the rat, he confesses. Uh, he got electrocuted, right? I don't even remember. Yeah. Like, I think he that- got, thro- I think he got thrown into uh some electrical what's called and uh you, you get to see a skeleton you're right you're right, you're right you're right you're right yeah they threw him into something and that was a wrap and like right before he died he told him where christopherson was they and threw him so, into some weird electrical thing in the sewer in the sewer i still don't know what's supposed to be it's just wire generic <laughs> electric wire you know third rail. canonically the best place for electricity wait wait sewer. think about it like we we're just talking about new york rats and like new york rats <laughs> In the in the subway in the sewers and like every once in a while, I had a friend who used to work on uh, subway tracks, and he said like that's oh. the most common thing they found was like some either rats would sometimes get too close and touch the third rail and fry, or they'd be cut in half because they were walking across the the rail oh, and the train God. came. It do so be like, like that sometimes. So he just he just saw a lot of rats and a lot of dead rats. But that was the sewer. Oh wait, that was the subway though, right? Not the sewer. I mean, yeah, but like. Him seeing electrocuted rats was a common thing because so it touched weird. the third rail, the electrified rail or whatever. I've I've never been around a subway, so every time somebody says "Don't touch the third rail," I'm just like, "Yeah, you don't know what they're talking." Of course, about. <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about, but I'm like, yeah, I don't have public transit out here, dude. Southern California. Oh yeah, well, I'm glad I could. I'm from Santa. Ba- I'm from San Bernardino, California. <laughs> this is the way we talk, man. Uh, uh, actually, uh, I do work adjacent to San Bernardino, so I. Uh... <laughs> Not necessarily proud of that, but uh, it's a true story. Is San Bernardino what's on the other side of the Hollywood Hills? Or is uh, that San Fernando? I don't know. I've never been to California. I just know everything is San something or yep. lost something. Whale's vaginas everywhere. What? <laughs> sorry, it's an Anchorman reference. I'm sorry. Oh, oh. This is San Diego. San Diego. Okay, good. I would have felt really bad if nobody did. <laughs> So we're not asking Ren to come back ever. It's like shit. So Mr. Fox uh, gives yet another speech explaining that his suicide mission is called off and now he's going to go, for, go uh, on a go for broke rescue mission. So that means everybody's involved. Uh, <laughs> like it or and, not, you're coming with because it's yeah, fantastic. But, Mr. Fox. <laughs> and he rallies the people. And everyone has a job now. So, like, they get things hashed out uh, and start the mission, which at first seems to just be the cause of a bunch of chaos. Like, they start throwing flaming pine cones everywhere. But yep. I guess that creates the diversion for Mr. Fox and Kylie and, and Ash, who snuck on again. <laughs> I, I do I do really yeah. love how they're having everybody call out and, like, you know, like, they're calling out people's Latin names yeah. and stuff. And like, like, what's oh, your, what's yeah. your power? What's your sweet move? And he's like, I'm yeah. fast. It's like, what's your move? Like, I'm small. It's like, okay. All right. We'll, we'll find, like, what do you do? We can work oh, Demolitions. It's like, all right. Okay. 
Well, one person had to have it. Yeah. <laughs> one person uh, really did anything. I mean, like Mrs. Fox was like calling things or like somebody was calling them out and she was moving the stuff around on, on the mural she painted. Which uh, had lightning. Which had lightning. <laughs> and, Sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh, and I think it was like the rabbit was writing things down. Mm-hmm. Like, that yeah. was it. Uh, anyway, like so the the flaming pine cones and they run they run up to a motorbike. This is what we said earlier. About, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they run up to the motorbike, or they run behind the motorbike and then drive off in a smaller version of that motorbike <laughs> that was just sitting behind that one. Uh, uh, once again, lending to that charm of just like guys, don't take it seriously. Okay, yeah. I understand it's a you know it's a, a giant full size chicken at the farm, but for some reason it fits in a pan. In like the fox's house, okay, just just go with it. Yeah, like let's like, not think too hard about the fact that there's a bunch of animals wearing clothes who need exactly to steal animals to. to and kill what's their an economy animal. look like? Like you know what I mean? He's getting paid residuals or something for his like op-ed piece in <laughs> the Warren Times, and I, I don't know, like how is he how is he paying rent? Look, that's why they were poor. Yeah, I mean, he, he made just enough to live in a hole. And at some point, Miss, uh, when they moved into the tree, Mrs. Fox was like, do you still feel poor? <laughs> so I won't in a minute. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, they get on the bike and they, they drive off towards uh, uh, the bean farm to go rescue Christofferson. Uh, uh, and it was just Fox and Kylie. But then Ash, you know, of course, he snuck on. And he's like, I'm here too. They get to the to, to Bean's farm and they counter a rabid beagle, which Mr. Fox actually mentioned before. Mm. Then he says he'll distract the beagle and Ash goes should go ahead and try and get Christofferson. They both do their things. Both teams were successful. And Christofferson had, in order to, this is stupid to me, but whatever. He, he in order to rescue him, Christofferson gave Ash a real quick karate lesson. And all he did was <laughs> kick the, the crate that he was in and it fell over yeah. and it broke, which he could have just done. He could just move the crate. And, I don't know. Well, uh, I think, I think he was going to kick the lock off, but yeah. he messed up on his, his entry and just yeah, that was, that was face planted against it basically. And the whole thing fell over Yep, and fell a big enough drop to, for the whole crate to break. <laughs> uh, and I don't think uh, Mr. Fox did anything special with the beagle. He just survived. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> for five minutes. And when it was done, Kali was like, You good? And like we saw him, his eyes go spinning the way Kylie's does. Mm-hmm. Oh, we Kylie's like, I thought you weren't supposed to look a beagle in the eyes. It's like <laughs> And then I think the, the crashing of the the crate is yeah. partly what set the beagle off. And yeah. then they make yeah, eye okay. contact and that's when the beagle goes nuts. Okay. <laughs> that's funny. Uh but yeah, so then they uh they they go to leave and but all the farmers had gotten there and they had reinforcements and they're blocking the exit and this time Ash takes charge and he dodges all the bullets that they were shooting at him and he dug a hole and he unleashed a rabid dog <laughs> uh that was locked behind the gate he did the, the whack bat oh yep. he, I didn't even catch that good job he, yeah yo like he does all the moves and his dad goes he's narrating bat. it the whole time he's like whack bat. Yeah, it was like that, that was the callback that I was not going to mention at the beginning because it was like okay. it was so intricate that mm-hmm. it seemed yeah. like they, you, this is important. And I thought maybe there was a piece or a part. It ended up being the entire sequence. Yeah, <laughs> that his dad just starts narrating. Oh, the shim stick and the quad flip and the 
Not yep. the thing. And hit the burn. I missed what? that all three times I saw the It's movie. so good. It's like <laughs> yeah. very well put together. It, was just like... it feels like a very tightly made movie. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. But uh, yeah, it was great. I can't remember. What does he mm. say when he pops out of the ground? Because he digs into the ground. Yeah, he, he like says, pops uh, out. Oh, it's like hot. There's something that made. He's, I don't know. It didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, that's why I didn't remember it. I I think the I think the it's term is for yeah. I think the hot box is like the move if you complete it. You yeah. know what I mean? Okay. So he pops okay. his hot and box, and the doors kick back. open, and the rabid beagle comes flying out. Okay, that's funny. Well, yeah. So he finally gets the validation from his dad. Oh, lucky. This must <laughs> this must be a kids movie. Right, and 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 immediately yes. Mr. Fox pulls out <laughs> uh, a bandit mask, and he and he bestows it on with stars Ash. and the whole. And stars on. Sweet. Oh wait, I will say, I will say, right before Ash does that, Mr. Fox says a line that very much in the same way of like your guys's Encanto episode when you're joking mm-hmm. about like, have you ever heard your mom apologize? Oh. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> listens to the podcast. <laughs> Weird. Oh. Who? Uh, we, we we had a no we we had a on the ear recording we did last night with uh, Mauricio. He fell into the trap that we set way back in like <laughs> episode two to see if he listened or not. And we we're like, see, say you don't listen to the podcast without saying. You don't Ooh, to the it's like you just activated my trap card. Um, but Mr. Fox says to his son, "It's not your fault. It's mine." And I'm just like. <sighs> That's pretty is. good. Right there. <laughs> and that's when I think that is when Ash does the whack bat scene. Yeah. But just the fact that it's like, like, come on. Come yeah. On. Okay, fine. I'll watch the movie and make my kids watch it too. Jesus. <laughs> it's definitely like, like if I have a friend that may or may not be a fuck up <laughs> as a baby or family on the way or something, I'll be like, Hey man, watch fantastic Mr. Fox and just, just once, just, just one mind. time. Come on, Let's man. Take it you all got in. this. Yeah. And then they'll watch it and be like, what you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, there's this is a very layered movie. Like, what part did you want me to pay attention to? There's a lot of lightning pictures and stuff. Like, are you calling me a wild animal? What's happening? <laughs> uh, there is something that I, I do really like uh, thematically in the movie. I'm, I'm not a film person. You know what I mean? I'm just yeah. watching stuff and taking it in. So if I'm wrong about any of this, please feel free to just be like, that's the exact wrong take. But there is like this kind of duality in the movie where it's like uh, it's like nature versus duty. Mm. You know what I mean? Mr. Fox has a duty to his family uh, to provide and be stable, but he is constantly fighting his nature as a wild animal. I can see Um, that. So I just want to get that one in there because it feels like it's also reinforced by uh, the constant mention of the wolf. Uh, So I don't know if you remember throughout several times of the movie, uh, he mentions that he's afraid of wolves. Yeah, we even yeah. see you know I mean? now where when they finally escape, Ooh, exactly uh, they stop and or if Kylie's like, "Hey, what's that?" or don't or he said, "Don't look behind you," because he he knows that Mister Fox is afraid of the wolf. Yep, and of course they look and stop, <laughs> and it's a wolf off in the distance staring at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he finally has this moment where he looks the wolf in the eye and like. There's like an understanding between them, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's difficult yeah. to tell if it's, it's because. It's in the air. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a <laughs> power to the <laughs> anthropomorphic people, I guess. Canines. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I wrote yeah. that down the first, or the, not the first time I saw the movie, but the recent watch. I forgot to put it in my thing. Uh, yeah, the, the fist. <laughs> that took me out. It's like, uh, 
wish him well or he said they told like the kids to wish him well or something yeah yeah good luck and they're like good luck and wolf's like <laughs> i i thought that was a little weird i couldn't tell if it was like yeah we have solidarity with our our wild brethren oh, but maybe the same he like made peace with it or i don't know yeah i i couldn't tell if like his fear of the wolves was the fact that like that is a a predator that's higher in the food chain or if the wolf is supposed to represent uh that kind of like wild nature that you know he's afraid yeah. of perhaps because he needs a like support family yeah maybe like he knows that he shouldn't like he, he's not supposed to be doing this shit like a part of him knows he's not supposed to be doing this shit but that's the wild side mm-hmm. like he's afraid of that wild side ruining things but he can't help but he can't dismiss he, it entirely yeah right. yeah yeah. And he can't seem to find a balance because he lived 12 years of his life trying to deny it, which could yeah. be why he jumped so hard all, back into it. Yeah, because it wasn't even just that we just going to hit Bogus and be done with it. He's like, nah, this is a triple header. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not even a little scheme. It's not a little scheme. It's like, hey, man, we, we planned an entire movie around this. Yep. So. <laughs> but yeah, so nice little uh, philosophical moment. Yeah, sorry, I, I'm big on tangents. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's, no, I like it. It's uh, another weird thing about the wolf moment is I don't know if you guys, and this is terrible because it, it it's there's a lot of context that doesn't work here. I feel like there was a movie I saw in the late '90s where there was purposely two movies that touched for a moment and then split apart. Like there was a scene in both movies where the scenes just stuck together. And they were like on purpose, and then they this split is two back separate apart. movies, or They're it's two one separate movie? movies. They're two okay. separate movies. They had nothing to do with each other, but they both had a scene in the same place where the people interacted, and then they just went about their business. I can't remember what it was. Oh no, we can't remember it all. No. Nope, no, I've never no, remembered what it was. No, a friend of mine was like, "That sounds like a fever dream. It didn't happen." We have to Who was in it? I feel like I feel like the problem is Chevy Chase was in it, and I don't care for him. (laughs) Oh yeah, no thanks. (laughs) But uh, this that spot of the movie with the wolf, it felt like that entire thing with the wolf is like it should have been a different movie. Yes, and those movies just interacted for a moment. Mm. And like if you ever, if there was ever a wolf movie, there would just be this moment where there's these silhouettes. And he's just like, I'm not sure what those people are doing. There's a but I respect some foxes in a car. Like yeah. a little sidecar of the it's bike, like, and they're just like, like, "I just respect them." What movie is this from? Like, yeah, it yeah, felt funny. like that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, it's not a cameo. It's like a yeah. Okay, I have an idea what you're talking about now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's I'll never know what it is. I'll be on my no. deathbed. I go. Hey man, I'm gonna find out. Just like, <laughs> just like when you try to describe the the the, the smell of uh, your body wash or whatever, and if there's a cologne that smells like it, and I went on that journey to try and find it, I'm gonna oh, find this movie. Oh snap! Right. <laughs> that was. I, I'm always. I, I'm always starting people on journeys they don't need to go on. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So they. Uh, not sure how much time passes after this, but like. The farmers are still camping out uh, outside the the sewer, the man, on top of a manhole cover, uh, waiting for the foxes to come out. And meanwhile, the animals they kind of just settled into the sewer underneath. And Mister Fox gathers the family and he brings them uh, to a ladder and he pretends he doesn't know what's at the top and he puts on this whole little show. And finally, they go up the ladder, revealing an entrance to a supermarket. And so now they have access to food and they really don't need to leave the sewer again. And things, you know, can work out for everybody. And Mrs. Fox tells Mr. Fox she's pregnant again. And Ash tells his dad to give another speech. 
And then he, this time he uh, gives, you know, yet another speech. And this time he toasts their survival. Yeah. Uh, so we assume, you know, he finally learned his lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we can only assume. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the movie's a wild ride. Um, yeah. I think it's really tight. Uh, something about the the second act when they have to dig into the ground, which I think would be the second act. Uh, it yeah. felt like it kind of hit a lull for a yeah. little bit. Um, yeah. I am glad that I like Henry Selleck as a director, and mm-hmm. I love a lot of his work and stop motion, etc. Um, I feel like that would have been worsened with Henry Selleck's pacing. Oh, yeah, probably. yeah. Uh, so I'm glad like, it felt tight. The entire Wendell movie and wild was definitely felt like that could have been shortened pacing. For me. Just all of his movies have just a weird lull where it's like, he wants you to take more in because of yeah. the artistry behind it, which I, I get, but it feels like it negatively impacts the pacing. It's not, um, it's not a stop motion, but you know what a, a big director that has that issue? Uh, Spike Lee. Yes. And I get it. Like you put so much work into, into this piece of art that you want everybody to accept all of it. And so cutting pieces of it is hard, but man, like with Spike, it feels of, like he he's really issue. trying to like catch you off guard. So he puts this lull in there on purpose to like make mm. you kind of sit there and go, all right, like set up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then he's just like, gotcha. Bang. And then gets you back in. Yeah. <laughs> so damn, got me again. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, movie is great. It's, it's even when I watch it now, it's still good. You know, mm. um, I, I would love to hear your guys' takes on it. Mm. Uh, honestly, nothing that we haven't already said. It's, uh, I enjoy the philosophy behind it. Like maybe I will try and force this on me. New dads <laughs> might come across. Come on, Padre. It definitely like that. Lo- now I'm thinking about the lull you talked about. Cause it does, I do kind of drift out of it for a little bit. And I think that's why I never catch the whack bat part. Mm. Uh, oh, that makes sense. Cause you're but, just kind of getting caught right back into it. And it yeah. Like, yeah. Like I it's, it's an intentional lull maybe. And so we can build up, like ramp it up really hard. And the climax? Maybe. maybe. Well, even to me, the climax wasn't that insane. No. But I still like the movie as a whole. I don't I don't really have any things I dislike about it. It's mm-hmm. just that I, it, it, I've seen it three times, and the same part got me three times. So, I don't know. It's, it's probably just me. But I still think it's great. I think I have it as a, actually, like, oh, I mean, we, we're going to get to ratings in a second. I'll talk talk about it there. But, okay. yeah, it's... Uh, nothing we haven't already said. I really like the philosophy of it all. Uh, but then again, not all his movies touch on the exact same things, but there are recurring themes. Yes, for sure. But this specific one, I think is, I'm not going to say I like it the most, or maybe maybe I do. I don't know. I have to really re-look at his other stuff now. I mean, we're going to watch a couple more of his movies, kind of see where everything sits. Because I don't love everything. Uh, mm-hmm. But... This is like my number three, honestly. Mm-hmm. So. Um, as far as like ratings go for like stop motion movies, I would cons- I would rank it higher than a lot of like others that I had watched. Um, yeah, like I, yeah. I liked I liked Wendell and Wild. It had a really fun soundtrack, great protagonist, a good set of characters. Art on it was great. Um, pacing was a really big issue for me. Um, mm-hmm. 
so with all things considered, like I already like Wes Anderson, so I yeah. probably rank it relatively high in his catalog uh, for either Wes Anderson or just stop motion. I think his style, honestly, I and mean, we we can get actually we're not going to do that movie, so we can get into it now if you want. But his style for me is great with animation. Oh yeah. Now his other animated movie is I Love Dogs, and uh, yeah, I Love Dogs <laughs> is great. It. I, it's great, but it definitely has some issues. Yeah, uh, I need to rewatch that as well. Mushroom cloud issues. <laughs> so, like it, it, like that. I'm not gonna lie. That's the movie where there was so much controversy around it mm-hmm. when it came out. I watched it with my bandit mask on, and I hope nobody saw me. <laughs> <laughs> you trying to Red Dead Redemption your way Look, through the through the movie? Hope nobody saw me. But uh, yeah, but yeah, uh, it was. Uh, but it, it was still it was still good. It's just like a little tone deaf. But uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, otherwise, yeah. But his but his style I think fits with animation so well. Maybe because he gets to be even more wacky and surreal. Yeah. Uh, so I'd like to see more. I well, actually, Tim, I'd love to hear. I love to hear your thoughts as well. What on the movie? This movie in general? Yeah. Sure. Or Wes Anderson more broadly. Well, I, I, I kind of would laser focus in on the idea of his his style and his tropes all fitting so well with an animated movie. It's interesting that he doesn't do it more often. Yeah, it all transfers over so well that, like I said, I was there were so many little specific things that I was like, oh, that reminds me of when he does this, or like, uh, like you. But you're not wrong about the pacing thing because there's a whole section of um zisu that is like nothing is happening right now Mm -hmm. and this movie kind of gets into that while there is you know kind of the story is moving along it's just kind of like it could have been a better transition at the time to make Mm -hmm. it stick make it really work um i think one of the weirder things about this movie in particular is that it starts off, and I don't know if you agree, it starts off as if it's not going to do Wes Anderson stuff. Yeah. For a mm-hmm. little bit, it's too. like not there. And then it catches up with itself and goes, no, that, no, here, we're, we're doing it. We're going to mm-hmm. do all of that. It's not very long. It, maybe maybe it's eight to ten minutes, but there's just this feeling of like, oh, Cause I, remember I guess it's really that not his, quite his there. animated and movies it, are different. And then uh, eventually I was like, nah, nah, they didn't do the same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, there's some title cards. Thing, but yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah. of the stuff is there, but something's not quite right. And then it just all started to uh, co- uh, just to stick to gel. It was fine from that point. It kind of coalesces a little mm-hmm. bit. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It took a um, minute, but once they were there, it was like, but it, it was an odd feeling because all of them from the jump you feel like you're watching a Wes Anderson movie. Like maybe somebody's putting a, you know, like they're setting you know a table and then they're the only person that sits there. Weird stuff that makes you know mm-hmm. that you're doing it. But this uh, one didn't quite start that way. Speaking to what you guys were saying about his like aesthetic playing well to like an animated feature. Um, something about Wes Anderson movies feels very uh, like there's a lot of intense behind it. Um, much so in the way of like you're watching like you're looking at like a dollhouse um i would reference this to like uh images from like grand budapest hotel you know what i mean it's all featured it is very plain you have like cross cuts um it's almost like watching theater 
where you have like a play that's broken up into acts. You have title cards. Mm -hmm. uh, You have this very like well-established like setting. Um, But instead of like a play where you're supposed to like project and do like really big motions, et cetera, uh, it's very tight. You know what I mean? Everybody's speaking like, oh yeah, well, my name is Mr. Fantastic. You know what I mean? Like everybody's being like smug and like low tone and everything. Um, So I, I feel like for an animated feature like this, it just trans like his, his aesthetic just translates really easily. Mm. I've always felt that the movies feel like what kids think adults are like. Yes. <laughs> it's like good... it's little kids. Well, this is me as an adult and I do this. <laughs> like you could imagine That's... it as a bunch of children, like play acting out like the, the situation. Yeah. Even, even some of the words that they, they use, you know what I mean? Like Mr. Fox uses the words, uses the word literal, littler. Yes. Yeah. yeah, to describe like it's, his kid. It's not, it's not much I'm just like shorter. Yeah, yeah. It's not, no, it's not, he's taller. Is, he doesn't well, say he has a diminutive uh, stature. Little. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, no, you literally, you little, literally littler. littler. <laughs> I just remember something. This is a Roald Dahl book. Yeah, it is. It's not an original story. So, oh, mm-hmm. do you from think, the seventies? I think. Do you think this is or assert some of these things we're talking about is from the book and not? I think it was inspired by. I don't think it was okay. a carbon copy, like a lift. Okay. But do you think that's why like it doesn't start out feeling like a Wes Anderson movie and then it turns into like one? maybe they tried Possible. to sort of pull from that and then pour it in the, the juice a little bit later. <laughs> the Anderson that's, juice? That's or do you think bad, or are you about, saying that like all of it. his movies feel like kids playing yes. out? Uh, yes. okay, okay. Like so the then, same set of kids movie. even. And today yeah. we're today we're sub captains. That's why it's the same actors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this all week, in on this the week joke. we're uh, we're a family dealing with a funeral. You know, it's just like you know, kids yeah. like playing in the room with the same set of uh, you know, like uh, costumes and whatnot. Every once in a while, you just do something weird. Like, yeah, why are you dressed like a tennis guy? Because my guy's great, a tennis guy. <laughs> also, he's suicidal. Yeah, <laughs> he's like good at tennis, but he doesn't want to live because he like he loves his sister. He what? I don't know. I don't know if that's okay. Adopted. Adopted. Thank you. She's adopted. Yeah, I'm adopted. And I have a wooden finger. Oh, man. If you could ask me what my ideal woman would have been when I was 18 and watched that movie, we're like, Margot Tannenbaum. Oh, no. That mo- <laughs> that moment when she like is walking in slow motion and uh, oh, yeah. what is it? What is it uh, Nico is playing in the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, She's no, got that, that heroin that- chic. Thing that, going is, on. that whole that whole scene was made to fall made made for everyone watching to fall in love with her. Oh yeah, you smoking know, cigarettes, uh, heavy eyeliner. I'm just like, holy crap, dude! Bob haircut, <laughs> clip. Yeah, I remember. Oh. So, huh. so what a uh, what character in the movie would you guys say you are? I always love that question. I don't get to ask it every movie because not every movie has like neat characters. But like, I don't know. I'm probably who, Ash. <laughs> I think oh, I'm sorry. I'm what was the question? So what, what character what are character? you in the movie? Uh, my credit isn't good enough to be Kylie. Uh, I don't <laughs> need to drink. I don't need to drink like the rat. And those were my two favorite characters. I'm not a natural. Uh, I'm, prob- that's I'm probably. That's I should start Ash. doing: asking your favorite character and then asking what yeah. character you are. Yeah, yeah, that's. Different. Oh, that's there's but, a there's a meme going on that that is that. It's like, what character did you think you were growing up? What character did you actually turn actually, into? Actually, oh, that's funny. Yeah, that I, one's been. I only that saw one of those. Great. I didn't know it was a trend. That was that one's been pretty good. 
Okay, mm-hmm. so I probably thought I was Ash, but I'm probably most like Mole. Okay. Mm. Because Mole, Mole Mole is a piano player that uh, has a line where he says, uh, like, I won't even mm-hmm. get to see the sun when everybody's yelling at Mr. Fox. Yeah. And uh, he's what? like, hey, you're a mole. You never see the sun. <laughs> it's like, you're that doesn't funny. matter. <laughs> That's besides the point. That's funny. You wronged me, regardless as to whether or not I was going to do this thing anyways. Mm-hmm. I still wanted the possibility to do it if I want. So probably Mr. Mole. Nice. Yeah. I, I think I'm Ash and maybe Clive Badger. It's, like it's all Alfred. spitting on the ground, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't spit on the <laughs> but oh man. I would be but, I would be too truthful right now. There's a spot in my garage where, like, there's I, there's a leak underneath the uh, side door, and when it rains real bad, water comes in there, and I end up having to like mop that corner and sweep it up all the time. Anyway, if I'm in the gra- garage and I'm having like weird algae problems, the the goal is to open the door and spit outside. But, but you don't a lot of times, a lot of times, I end up spitting on the sill. <laughs> so I'm in that way that I'm not purposely ash, but I'm just kind of like, dang it, I just spit on the sill again. So, <sighs> there's a wet spot in my garage where I constantly empty my spit trap. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a waterfall. I'm playing this trombone, just like we're, we're all just spitting <laughs> in the garage. <laughs> Yeah, or, or or Clive Badger, because I think I said on the Encanto episode, like I'll, I'll tell my friends about themselves, <laughs> regardless if they want to hear it or not. <laughs> we're just going to be mad at each other. Yeah, uh, I think I do that more than I know sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I just love that uh, Fox does not listen to him. Or, well, it's not even him. It's anybody. It's his own wife. Anybody, yeah. Like, uh, but I guess that's his, his, that's his character development is to... Mm-hmm come around and realize you know uh his impact yeah. on others yeah uh, unfortunately came at the expense of destroying their community entirely the, literally like everybody all the animals <laughs> now they living in the store but yeah it's just like so, real uh, life absolutely. <laughs> sometimes you gotta destroy a community to find yourself guys <laughs> it's that new tiktok I trend i don't know how they didn't kill mr fox honestly I somehow look, expected him to get more hurt than look if he you know what it is he probably because his family was always with him and they didn't want to like orphan these children but like if he was by himself he he would ended up like the rat like I'm if sure he was a bachelor got, yeah yeah rat got kicked out of his community now that's uh, why see? he's an alcoholic yeah it's because he destroyed his community yeah. <laughs> and they weren't having it because he's a bachelor yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, okay, okay. So ratings, uh, I give this. What I I no, I said it, or I didn't say it. I, I stopped myself. Yeah, it's this a nine out of ten, and a nine for me is a masterpiece. A ten means it's life changing. It didn't change my life, but I still think it's a perfect movie. Even though I said the only issue I had is the pacing, but I also can't tell you how to change the pacing to make it better. Because uh, it's already only an 82 minute movie, so it doesn't yeah. need to be shorter. No, it just it that felt one part. Than it I kind of, but it's very short. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because it, it moves really fast. Mm-hmm. So I think that maybe that's what yeah. it is. It it's it moves so fast in the beginning and at the end that that yeah. part of the middle just not when matching that moving, pace. That's yeah, it's yeah. not moving, and it's moving normal speed. But yeah. because it's not moving Michael Bay cocaine levels. Yeah, it's not breakneck. Uh, 
yeah it that's what it throws you off a little bit but yeah um but i still think it's a masterpiece of a movie like i said i i really want him to do more animated stuff oh yeah there we get maybe not so japan Centric. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to say Japan centric, but you know what I mean. Uh, Actually, if you watch it side by side, it matches Akira. So I'm totally lying. <laughs> he pulled that out your ass. <laughs> it actually matches Evangelion. So. Oh, no. <laughs> Get into robot, uh, Mr. Fox. Anyway. <laughs> or Ash. <laughs> Ash getting the robot. <laughs> Should be like Get Jordan Peele's <laughs> fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, oh man. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a masterpiece. Yeah. Tim. Oh, uh, all right. So if I had a friend who liked animated movies, maybe they brought up, uh, stop motion. They like nightmare before Christmas because they are basic. Um, I tell them, I tell them very clearly, this movie is going to be fun for you, but it's also a little bit fast paced. So you're going to have to like, yeah. at least give it some attention yeah don't uh, watch it with your phone uh, yeah you can't phone. really you, you maybe that's what it is for me <laughs> maybe you I do have to pay attention but it, it's worth it's worth it <laughs> yeah. if you if you give it your attention you'll love it and i, yeah. I would i would definitely recommend this to really well to uh a friend that likes like well done arty movies but i think i could probably uh i think i could recommend it to people who were just sort of like Casual. like casual movie watchers but yeah. they just have to be someone who is into watching a movie yeah open to that yeah i'm, I'm not going to recommend it to somebody that wants to sit down and watch something quick on netflix but ends up being there for eight hours watching lost it, you know i just it just dawned on me that not only this episode but a lot of episodes i don't actually finish my ratings before i jump on to somebody else so remember i said like you know be creative the number, my number rating isn't my actual creative rating. I just give that as the basis. What I, oh, no, what I, I like to do. Well, now we got to spin it back around. Now you got to yeah. give the creative one, dude. The, the, the creative one is, I'll, I try to say if I would buy it in a, for my DVD collection right. or how much I would buy the DVD for. So like, I definitely would buy this uh, for my collection. I would buy the criterion of this, which yes. I think. I don't know if there is a Fantastic Mr. Fox Criterion, but I do know Criterion loves Wes Anderson. Still like case. there was like six Wes Anderson Criterion movies before they That's got fair. their third black director movie. Oh wow. It, it's yeah. Uh, I mean they've fixed it since, but it was yeah. So yeah, that that's that's where I'm at with that. Now, if it was a worse movie, usually I'm like, uh, I would buy this out the walmart cheap bin for no more than five bucks or like three bucks or something okay i like but that i would buy the full price criterion for fantastic mr fox cool excellent yeah. tim did you have a creative one um i feel like i should start well his, no, I, sh- no I, should, no I should do a thing where i would decide if i would not recommend a movie to okay like you know like you guys know that kind of like weird nerd who like will tell you everything about naruto but not realize that they aren't just white people i'm not going to tell him about this movie (laughs) (laughs) he thinks naruto's white i'm not telling him anything about this movie you you do the the he's not going to care the flip of your or you you give your rating or your recommendation and you the flip the anti (laughs) uh, recommendation okay i got you all right (laughs) uh so if we're if we're going to be creative 
I'm going to give it eight foxtails and one that's like badly burnt. So we're going <laughs> to okay. say that's like half a foxtail. So Ooh. I'm going to give it nine out of 10 foxtails effectively, but I'm going to mm-hmm. add one more foxtail just because I really like Wes Anderson and I like stop motion. So it really fit. It fits some niches. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give it a full 10. Um, I think people should watch it. Uh, I think it does a lot more than what other animation does. Like Henry Selleck, for example, we were talking about with like now for Christmas, Coraline, et cetera. Um, like he makes stop motion movies, which are great, very like, uh, artistic, et cetera, like well done. Um, but they're mostly in the service to kids. Yeah. Fantastic. Mr. Fox delivers on, um, more of like a philosophical argument about like the idea of like nature, you know what I mean? And I think the fact that they're using animals to like exhibit that idea of nature versus duty, because duty feels like a construct of being a human being. You know what I mean? That's where the, the anthropomorphism also comes from. It's not just them wearing clothes. It's them assuming a duty, you know, I need to provide for my family. So that, that inner conflict, uh, the, you know, chance of death, in lieu of fulfilling your duty. Um, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not kid themed. Uh, so I would give it a 10 out of 10. I would recommend it. I do own it on DVD. Uh, and which is a lot cause I haven't bought DVD and I don't know how long. Um, but yeah, I, you know, it's, it's great. I would recommend it if anybody has time. And now I got to go watch a bunch of other Wes Anderson movies that I have yet to really engage in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, our next movie is uh, what I say, Grand Budapest. So we could do we're doing a three part miniseries. You are more than welcome to come back. We could figure it out if you want. Right, yeah, uh, I'd love to. I mean, you you in the secret group? I'm saying as if like you a special guest. You but told you, me I was special. <laughs> you're not. I'm sorry. Damn. Um, but yeah. Uh, so uh, that's the episode. Thank you for listening. Uh, anybody got any plugs or? social media that you want to share no sir no sir i am secret i just remembered (laughs) i was going to ask you where does this fall in your ranking of wes anderson movies so far that is a great question um i've been remiss in my duties as a wes anderson fan to uh keep up with some of his more recent uh features you could just be like you know this is my whatever it's fine it's secret i'm a secret i'm a secret brown kid man people (laughs) won't know um I, it is pretty high up there. Royal Tenenbaums is still like uh, such a clutch film for me. You know what I mean? Okay. Like I saw it when I was like 18. So it was like a formative experience to like watching movies. And then I would just work at Blockbuster and check stuff out so I could <laughs> just keep this vicious yeah. cycle going. Um, but I would say it's pretty high up there. Uh, I'm going to have to say it's high up because I can't give you a formal ranking. Maybe on a different episode, I'll have a better idea about where to place it exactly. I got you. No, no worries. We got some more episodes to get through. Right on. Yeah. We're once again, we're doing a Wes Anderson mini series, uh, three, three movies total. This is our first. Next. We're going to do grand Budapest, uh, hotel. I should probably tell you where it's streaming, but I forgot to look that up. Uh, it, it <laughs> is on me. max as well. It's on max. Also. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Ren. Look at that. Hey, uh, not HBO uh, max though. Don't go looking at an HBO max. Yeah. No, just max. Yeah. Formerly HBO max. The artist formerly known as HBO max. Uh, so next episode next week is the grand Budapest hotel also by Wes Anderson for part two of our mini series. And right do you guys, before we sign off, do you guys have any plugs or social media you want to sh- share? 
Oh, mine's the same as always. Do search D and D sluggers. If you find the baseball team, that one's not me. Find the <laughs> other one that's just one guy, lonely looking dude that needs a haircut. Listen to his music. Tell your friends to stream on him on Spotify. I need a couple pennies fun. to rub together. <clears throat> and uh, I do some light graphic design on the side. Uh, we go by Power Very Bummer. Uh, Power Bummer. We do stickers, buttons, t-shirts. Uh, we're on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, and Facebook, I believe. Taking a brief hiatus while we're working, but uh, you know, anybody's looking for anything in particular, uh, feel free to reach out. Heck, I just spent like eight hours like rehashing like an old logo that I'm not even good at this stuff, and I had to fight Gimp to do it. That'd have been good to know about three, four days ago. <laughs> hey, man, uh, if you ever ever need anything, let me know. Um, All right. Yeah, we 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 do what we can. So cool. All right. Uh, and you can follow the podcast at SGBK Podcast on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me personally at Tiffzilla on Letterboxd. Thank you all for listening. Have a good one. Bye. Take it easy. Right. Thanks for having me.